We are back in the room, and as always, sponsored by The Bunkhouse. They're still Swansea's number one music venue, of course, and they will be soon enough. But for the time being, they're still doing food. They're on Just Eat. Get yourself some hot dogs, some dirty fries and all that. Um, you can visit them at thebunkhouseswansea.com as well um, and support your local business. Um, also, the big boys, JMW Heating, um, you can contact them 0330 100 or on the email info at for all your domestic and commercial and maintenance needs. And you know they love a discount. So if you mention the Ambitious Critical Podcast, you will get a discount. If you are a Swansea City season ticket holder, NHS or military veteran, give them a shout. Chili loves a discount and they can look after your leaky pipes through. Of course, the secret, the optimist, um, secret still open, takeaway outside, um, 9am to 1pm, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, uh, is the optimist, sorry, 9am to 1pm, they're doing takeaways and deliveries, 9am, 1pm, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the secret is 9am to 5pm every day, and you'll say, which I've not had yet, as it goes, Ryan, I'll sort me out, um, 5pm to 8pm, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, check them out, get on some Japanese food and all that, and of course, last but not least, I had heartbreaker this week, missed out on a Denny's, because I was stuck in work, I don't fucking talk about it, um, they the main guys, and they, pancake day, I missed out, Paddy had a fucking full platter on, broke my heart, still wounded me, but you know the drill, get all the Denny's, get up the buffalo wings, and your Ferrero Rocher pancakes and all that, something's just falling over in my kitchen, um, said I'd do a fucking special mention, um, for my main man, David Ely, um, who's got a new Swansea-based business, and they're offering you the chance to win a dream guitar for the price of a pint. If you're a guitarist or looking to learn, there's something to win for everyone. Head to sixstringgiveaway.com to find out more, or like Six String Giveaway on Facebook, and 5% of the prize fund will go to the Great Ormond Street Children's Hospital. Look at that. Doing all bit for charity as well. Tonight, first time meeting this man, um, what can I say really he's a life coach uh, he's a wild man um, ultra marathon runner um, goes swimming in the sea every fucking day uh, not for me really I'm one of those tropical people you know um, and he's going to try and get into the minds of two of the stupidest people that ever lived so it should be fun we'll have a lark he loves a chat and we love a chat and it's Friday night and I'm feeling fucking upbeat so here we go with episode 138 maybe of the Ambitionist Critical Podcast with the main man Ryan Stevens. Ambition is critical We'll just start from here Right So the guy setting up the podcast here Yeah So he contacted you uh, yeah, he dropped me a message. Steve Thomas. Steve Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah, he lives but, but yeah, I can't remember. Do you know, I yeah, honest right. to God, my head is fucking fried. I can't remember conversations I had all the time. So, he messaged, yeah, he messaged, we spoke to him as well. So, he set up a podcast studio. Mm. Right. It's a nice idea, isn't it? Fantastic yeah. now, idea. Especially now, because there's more and more podcasts. I've got us, like, thing is with us, right, we are old. Mm. 
and like we can't see past what we do in our life. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We would need someone to come along and like lead us by the fucking hand <laughs> to the next. <laughs> no, like the, uh, no, like Pulp Fiction when he uh, ties up Marcellus Wallace with a uh, snooker hole in his mouth and the lead. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, what yeah. we need. <laughs> that's what we need. Walks in a guide us like. Yeah, because it's like you know, for for us, like when we started, it's just it's the iPad, my old iPad, yeah, and us, and that's it. And then that became sort of successful. And then it's like, right, the only reason we got a new iPad is because my old one broke. Yeah. <laughs> we still have, yeah, we still yeah. have Shout out to Leon as well. Shout out to Leon and Denny's for supplying this one. But it's like, I've been waiting for someone to really just come along and go, Ryan, you're yeah. a fucking idiot. Paddy's an idiot, right? <laughs> I will lead you into the next stage. And that's literally what we need. Mm. But it's nice because I, I like the thought because I love watching Joe Rogan and mm. obviously yeah. this uh, inspired me to do this in the first place is watching Rogan. Like. And the idea of that, the thought of that is nice. But you know, this is like, like in my house was like the original one, but now this is like home, like, you know what I mean? We were always comfortable here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and uh, it, it, it's sort of like becoming our little place now, like, so, and I look forward to coming here, you know, no matter what happens in my week, mm. and no matter who's got on, or even if we haven't anymore, it's just us. It's like, oh, fuck, yeah, you know, we have a fucking novel on Thursday or Friday or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, that's right, it's, it's like, we'd have to try it with me, mm. you know? Because you, obviously you're doing the podcast yourself. It's a fucking ball like doing the video, mind. It's a play. Right, so the video's good. I think a lot of people like the video. I know I prefer the video. Looking at Joe Rogan, like I always, if I'm watching a podcast, it's always going to be video. Um, like, well, not always, like, but nine times out of ten, do you know what I mean? But, the, but when I've been doing the video myself, it's such a ball like, right? Like my phone's run out of storage, like after, after, <laughs> after you know, halfway through the podcasts. Uh, it's what else? This guy comes up with a really life changing thing, <laughs> and then fucking battery goes out, we fucking cut him off. Yeah, our yeah. Yeah. Oh, the amount of times it's fucked up, and I literally, I'll look at the phone after it, like you know, twelve podcasts, amazing. I'm like, listen, fucking stop recording, and it's got you know, it's gone off after like twenty minutes, and I've had to use the audio for the rest. And so it is a ball actually yeah. get the video right. And obviously, you want the backdrop and stuff like that. So like you said, with the studio. I think that's where the benefit comes in because you'd have somebody who's got the kit, so they're forking out the money up front. Um, and also like upload, uploading the YouTube, my wife is shit me out, it's terrible, right? So like it takes, I think to, if I'm going to upload it in like a poor quality to, uh, to YouTube, it takes like three hours or four hours yeah. or something stupid like that. We so don't, we, don't, we, see, we don't, deal with, we don't yeah, do no. deal with that shit like that. No, no. Big Mike wants to look after that for us. I'm going to be a person in the house who knows how to put the password in the sky. <laughs> Donna calls it the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi's fucked. A Wi-Fi's slow as fuck, she blames me in. Says that she's in at work now, she's working from home, and um, she's such a thick cunt. She moves the box closer to the door, right? And I'm trying to tell her, I don't think that matters because you're going through a wall. It's but, but, so she dad. moved the internet box on the corner to buy this wall, like the other side of this fucking three inch wall, and she thinks that's going to make it, the Wi go better. Like, yeah. you know, and she tells Teddy, get on fucking Netflix, you fucking little cunt. I can't get on fucking. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm fucking terrible at that, right? No, but it, like, because I don't, I don't even watch TV in the other series. I got, because I, I got a MacBook. If I want to watch like a series or something on Amazon Prime or whatever, I just stick it on the MacBook. Right. Yeah. And I'll do it, watch it in bed. Because generally, if I put something on, I'm, I'm, I'm sleeping. Then. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but my old man, he, he's, if there's any issues with the Wi-Fi, he's like, or the uh, Sky and stuff, he's asking me to go and do it. I'm like a fucking dinosaur when it comes to it. Right? Like, oh, yeah. like, computers and our laptops, fine. But when you give me a Sky remote, I don't know what I'm doing. He's like, he's like, how can you put the, the Wi-Fi password in? And I was putting something completely different in. I was, I didn't know what I was doing. But, uh, yeah. It's, um, I find with the fucking, the Wi-Fi, with the Sky remote, it takes me three hours to put a password in. 
Look at it, all the all the numbers have run out on the on the thing. I uh, no, I, I fucking like I say, I, I had a little look of some of your your videos on your Instagram and stuff, and you've got the little what little mic setup have we got there with that? Uh, for the podcast, yeah. Uh, I only paid fifty quid for that. Um, it's called like a Blue Yeti or something, or Blue Snowball, yeah. Blue Snowball microphone. Yeah, I was I literally I looked online. It was like looking look startup podcast, you know, equipment or something like that. You just think we'd have done that by now, wouldn't you? <laughs> I think I've done a few years. I think I've done a few Blue Yetis in a skatebike. I was fucking right off it. Oh, so yeah, so you get come down there. So you get come down. That's why we have purchased one. Yeah. Well, no, Still got fucking trauma from it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I lo- I'm always like, I'm always like locked in to like try where we can do this and where we can do that. But then we never get something to do a fuck or we just get stuck on this. But, you know, like they would say the video thing, the, we're just simple men, aren't we? Yeah. You know what I mean? If it works, so it works. Do you know what I mean? That's do you know the, the amount of people have said that to me? Mm. Like, you know, when we've talked about like, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Oh, we're, mm. People go, why are you bother? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I bought this. I bought this. I had this, right, uh, iPad, obviously, on, and we were using an, another app, right, called Opinion Podcast app, right? Yeah. It was what we used from day one. Now, what had happened was that had actually discontinued, hmm. but because my iPad was so old and wouldn't update to the new iOS, it stayed on it, yeah. right? <laughs> so I knew there was going to come a day where my iPad shut down, right, and I would lose that app, hmm. and that happened literally during the summer while we were on break. Anyway, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So... Well, or whenever it was. You sound like fucking Ross and Rachel from Friends. No, you know what I mean. <laughs> when we had a few weeks off, yeah. just so I did know. another podcast. We were on a break! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then I was backed into a corner. I thank really young brother. Then was trying to find another app that was idiot proof, right? Yeah, yeah. That I could use, like. So we came across, I came across this one. I'd spent fucking ages, man, and this mm. one called Hoxie, or Hoxie, I think that's how you pronounce it. But like you know, you know what you're saying there? That you know the first few times we used it, like, it was like no no it touch wood oh, right it worked fucking perfect we've yeah. not a single problem with it, but you have that little concern you go we just sat there and done three hours now we've had a fucking great laugh and then I'm like yes no please 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 you yeah. know every week I have this little worry <laughs> that, that something's gonna go I've gone tits up like you know what I mean but obviously the apps designed to that don't fucking happen like you know what I mean but. You know, I probably make it worse for myself to be honest when I'm recording mine because I do. Uh, so I record it on the, the on the microphone. If it's in person, I do it on the microphone, um, and then I obviously have the video as well. Mm. So the video, I just set my iPhone up on a tripod doing the video. Um, then I got the microphone for the audio, and I, I upload that to a site called Anchor. Um, mm. Same sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? You can either record it directly on there, or but I do it on GarageBand, uh, which is on the the MacBook. But I'm probably making more work than I need to, do you know what I mean? Because I've got to edit it and stuff well, like that. that's what Turk, but... Turk, see, when Turk was trying to give me advice, you know, mm. he told me to use GarageBand. Mm. And I tried to get that, and I made it. It's, yeah, it was it's... like double dutch to me. I was like, no, 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 I need something. I can press record, <laughs> I can pause it, and yeah. I can stop it at the end. And all I need to do is have the ability to put the intro music in at the start and, and at the end. Yeah, it's much easier when you do that, honestly. Yeah. Like I said, I made it, it like it, I've, uh, when I'm editing it, I've got like, I've got used to it now, do you know what I mean? So it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like, it's handy. So if you go for a piss in the middle of the fucking podcast or whatever, do you mean you can, uh, you can cut it off? Do you mean you can like yeah, get into that little gap yeah, in yeah. between and stuff? There was a time where we would just piss out the back door of my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so all you could do was like, someone going, oh, give me two hours. 
Yeah, so the swans did well last night. We were standing up, I was still talking yeah. in the back, pissing up against yeah. the wall, doing the podcast, and just carrying on. <laughs> Half cut. That's, that's the best thing, though, Jimmy. It's more organic then, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's not like, it's, it's just natural. natural yeah, flow, it's not like, it's um, better that way. so like, that's, that's why I obviously, you know, to compare us to Logan is not, is not, but that what I always use as the template. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, hang on, I've got 15 fucking things here and are we going to like, we're going to go through them stage by stage. Mm-hmm. You watch Rogan, he, he's so good at what he does. He's just, it's just a conversation. It's just, flowing, flowing, just flowing. flows. Yeah. And I always wanted to do it that way. You know, I've listened to many different podcasts and some that are produced, you know, super produced and like, you know, the crime podcasts and that. Mm-hmm. You don't have this, do you? They're just literally like, they're just talking into a mic yeah. about the research they've done and things like that. It's different, isn't it? You know, um, this is more like what I always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was thinking about it on the way over because I don't know why I was thinking about it, to be honest. Just as I was driving up here and I remember one of the boys saying to me when I said I was going to do the podcast, it was four people that I contacted. Paddy was one of them. My mate actually said to me, what's it going to be about? Mm-hmm. And I said, whatever the fuck I want it to be about. <laughs> and he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I don't want to be fucking pigeonholed into one thing, mm-hmm. you know, because you say, you say like, oh, we're just going to talk swans. Yeah, yeah. Or we're just going to do this, or we're just going to do that. And then you're stuck there then. You can't, yeah, 100%. You know, I, I never wanted to do that. Like, mm. you know, you just, and I think that's what's good about the, any podcast is you can go anywhere with it. Like, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty exactly the th- same thing. Like, like you said, with Rogue, and that's exactly why I wanted to set mine up. Um, and I, I thought, like, you know what, getting different people on from different walks of life and just finding stuff out. Like, I had St- uh, Stacey on. Yeah, yeah. On yeah Stacey's on through. Like, Stacey had a trick. Stacey's been on he's twice. On, he's coming he's on, on. He's been yeah, on twice. Yeah. Yeah. Once when England played. And, and he's on, yeah. Well, yeah, like that, like, like that kind of stuff. You know, just getting little chunks of information from everybody, just mm-hmm. so that you know, like, if one person takes one positive thing away from like anything I do or anything put out there, then that's like my mission complete. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's all I aim for with anything. Yeah. Else. Before we talk about the podcast, better introduce it. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Um, it's Ryan Stevens, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So. No, but I think that's right. I think my men- my mentality was the same. And we talked about it recently because obviously Mitchell Powell died and Mitchell mm-hmm. Powell was the fourth person we had on. Like. Mm-hmm. So my th- back, my thinking back then was Paddy was number one, was always going to be number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was I had a list of people who I just was, I had been sort of friends with, not so much Mitch because obviously I knew Mitch for a long time, but yeah. there was a list of people that I'd been friends with on like social media and stuff. Mm. And I haven't really sat down and talked to them properly, like, mm. but they were interesting to me. So Stacey had just run like a hundred miler, right? Yeah. Like literally like two weeks before, stuff. yeah. So I was like, let's get fucking Stacey over here. Let's just talk about, you know, and we'll see how, what, what happens. Like, mm. and then, and then it progressed from there. It was Di Owen, because mm. obviously Di had helped to set it up. Then Mitch, because Mitch mm. had obviously, you know, you look back now, Mitch had been through so much in his life with his art operations and stuff. He's, he's in enough for years when he's yeah, in yeah, yeah. his life for sure, yeah. You know, and, and obviously that's how we we built it up and then it expands and you build your base mm. and you bump into more people and we like say we never know what storm we're gonna get over next. You know, mm. I if you just said to me six months ago that you'd be sitting here now, I was yeah, like yeah. I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't you know, it's just the way it works, like innit? But I think that's what's great about it and the same with yourself, like you know, you meet people, they lead to something else and like you say, someone takes something away from it, then 
that gives you great pleasure then someone sends you a little message going oh, I, I didn't know who Ryan Stevens was but I started following him on Instagram now because he was on a podcast and I got this and I started you know there's like a knock on effect I mean, they, well, well there's one or two guys that have messaged me since you know, put the post up the other day um, that one or two guys have messaged me saying oh mate you know I've seen you uh, going on the, you know, the AIC podcast um, just getting into running myself now um, like I, I asked for tips or just like, sent me a thing of his um, his Strava you know like mm. the run he's done mm. you know and said like is this a good time I was like it's Banging time, fair play to him. Considering he started running a couple of weeks ago, oh. and uh, you know, but like obviously, you know, he's asking for like tips or whatever then about running, and you know, just like, like that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Obviously, yeah. if it weren't for you putting stuff up, doing these, it does it. It's it gets people in contact with another that otherwise it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So yeah. he said many many times that like, you can't ever have too many friends. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, oh yeah, yeah. I, I saw like so people slag on social media, and people also say. Well, like all my friends, you know, all my friends are set and so my my circle, I keep my circle small. And I think in some ways, I got say I got same friends now as I did in nineteen ninety-six, basically. We all the fucking mm. same boys, Ryan. I've known for fucking twenty-five fucking years. And basically my you know, I got a group of mates that I've been mates with since uh, well, some friends, like the two Breams, Nigel Bragg, I got people I was friendly with. In the same year in school at three years old, yeah, yeah. and I still see up, you know, as mad as sounds, yeah. I still like the fucking godparents to my fucking daughter, you know. I've known the Breens since I was three, started going wrong with them since I was 11, yeah, you know. I'm fucking 41 now, it's 30 years, you're not gonna get rid of them now, no fucking chance, yeah. And I also think that your circle is also friends that I've known a couple of years that I'm even fucking couple of months that can turn into really, really, really fucking cool. close friends. Like, yeah. I mean, really close friends. I'm like, is it anything, maybe it's because it's an only child thing, I don't know, like, but it, is it anything wrong with meeting new people and fucking, you know? It, 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 so I mean, I think with, you've got friends and then you've got mates, I think. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you've got like, you've got your friends, which are like, like you say, close circle, for example, the ones that your godparents, your kids, or it, things like that, you know, the ones you know a lot about you've been with yeah. for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got mates who are people that you might have known for a while. You know a little bit about them, whether you have a laugh and a joke with them and a pint with them, but you don't like, you know, you wouldn't call them in a crisis type thing. Do you know what I mean? And like, mm. I think we've got loads of, we've got loads of mates like that. But then I think it's that we've got that, like everyone's got this small little friendship mm. circle where you've got the, you know, if you're in you know, a shit time, you've got like say 10, 20, 30 people where mm. you just, you know you can pick up the phone to them they're going to give you, you know, they're going to give you a hand or you rely on them for that kind mm. of stuff. And then, yeah. Uh, that also goes, your group also goes smaller. Like, you know, you're a lot younger than us. Like, mm. when you have kids as well, mm. isn't it? Because, like, we if were... You get kids that are born, if you happen to have kids the same age as yeah. your mate's kids, you become closer with your mates yeah, that have got course, kids yeah. the same age. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you see each other more regularly yeah. because of, like, say, my mate Louie, you know, we were always, like, brothers anyway, but, you know, his his son and my son play football together, so we see each other fucking all the time. Like, mm. You know what I mean? So it's great for me because he's the best man in my wedding, my best mate. Like, and we see each other constantly when the football's on. Yeah, yeah. You know, but there is other people there, and you're like, oh, I didn't really hang around with them much, but now all kids play together. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, there's that type of thing. There's that. Yeah. I found there's three types of parties, right? And they went up in levels. So the third tier level right. is the bouncy castle party. Right? <laughs> right. They're a bit shit. Yeah. Sometimes, if most of the times you go there, and usually the boys would have fucked that off, 
and he'd just be there, stuck there with the women. Yeah, yeah. I never so, got that. I always had to go. We can all have an ogle, a fucking 30 year old man. I'm the fucking best. Don't get me wrong with that. So, bouncy castle parties, they're level three, right? Yeah. You've got to put up with it and all that. Kids come off sweating like fuck. Ah, uh, that's it. Then you have the swimming pool parties, yeah. which most boys didn't really enjoy. I'm in my fucking house. I'm like fucking uh, the drunken goody. Ain't your more house of all went. So give me a fucking swimming pool party up fucking Penna Leisure. Like we are the champions in it. Put it on the slide and all that. Loved that one. But the top tier, yeah. uh, which I a lot, did all the time. Cause murders every week with the fucking yeah. women. Yeah. Would be the land door club. Yeah, yeah. And just have entertainer like plastic Sam they'd have yeah they'd have yeah. like a clown or they'd some shit they'd magic one of the clowns Sam one of the clowns turned out to be a paedophile didn't he <laughs> 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 two years later <laughs> but they was the ones where all the boys would just go land all clown get pissed as fuck <laughs> <laughs> bear in mind his kids his kids with bloody noses you know what I mean black eyes crying <laughs> we're watching Chelsea versus Spurs we phoned up we got a lay on do we from me up from Madsen all the boys were in the toilet with Charlie we didn't fuck we didn't wear the kids we lost two kids so uh Two kids run over the Harvard, he was in Harvard Park. It was like uh, Shanna Matthews, wasn't it? We didn't know where the fucking kids was. He was the top tier parties in the Landor Club. Brilliant times. Like. I know, but now my kids are older now. My boy's 13 yeah, on, yeah. on Sunday, which is fucking mind boggling to me. Like, you know, his daughter's a couple of years older than my oldest boy. And it's like, fuck me, where's all that time go? Because they don't get those parties now. Especially yeah. not now. You know, doing lockdown, no one's having parties. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? But I suppose his 13th now, I had a big party for my 13th. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the hall in St. Joseph's, I suppose, because it's supposed to be like a, it's you know, become yeah, a TV yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah. Did you do a party with Tilly's 13? Um, we never really, I was always like, we always had kids' parties, but I was always very much, I'd like to go to other people's parties. Yeah. My parties, I'd be more, oh, fuck, is everyone going to come and all that? Um, Who's birthday? We went to, tell her, like, we was in, we was in the airport going to New York on a 13th. But she didn't have a third. She didn't do too bad then. She don't like. <laughs> she don't like. But we didn't have a party. She had the kids' parties. But now it's the sixteenth. Now next week we'll have a you know something you know we'll do something for that. Not as she much did. as well. Not as much as you can do. You know what yeah. I mean? Obviously, fucking way. He's fucking locked us down another three weeks. He's just happy in his pajamas, drip for the yeah, don't no, give a fuck. You know what I mean? He's happy. I only found out last week. He don't bear me, so you don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? He's happy as laddie watching <laughs> fucking cheers on repeat on UK Gold. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not the the sixteenth that she wanted, but I know some kids have missed out on the fifteenth. Yeah. And they're probably gonna miss out on the sixteenth as well. And. What are you going to do is fucking out the land. No, I was, I was thinking about that as well. You know, like, you've got kids now which are finishing school. Yeah. Like, so probably, yeah, it would have been kids finishing last year and it'd probably be kids finishing this year now where they haven't been in school for, like, the mm. last year. No prom, no nothing like that. And yeah. It's little things like that. And, you know, it, mm. it obviously, the grand back. scheme of things is quite small. But it does have an impact, I think, long-term on people. You know, like, like um, my mate now, Hanford's actually run a marathon yesterday. He's fucking, I, I had a look at that on your Instagram. Yeah, he shouldn't have done that. Bonkers. Oh, he's, fu- he's fucked it. He knows like, he's fucked yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, he literally rang me last minute and said he's doing it. But no, it is kid now. So Len, she is, what is she? She's like, tw- I think she's 12, 14 months, something like that. She you knows she's quite young. Really, really scared of other people. You know, just little things like that. You know, she can't get on with other people, like, because... She's had a year with only seeing a mother yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah she's had a year with nothing, no, no, no contact with anyone else. Even the grandparents and stuff, she's very like wary of them because obviously they haven't really got to see her mm. that much. 
because they were shielded in the first six, seven months because um, his missus, her son, her elder son, he had leukaemia. So no, obviously, right. yeah, they through the process at the time. They, they literally... Like I went, I went down to see him, and I was I was literally on the other end of the garden, yeah, like, shut fucking boy, miles yeah. away. Um, <clears throat> like he was, they were proper thing about it, which you know was fair enough. But uh, yeah, the, the kid now is she just doesn't, you know, she doesn't know what, how to handle other people. Development, it affects development. Yeah, it? yeah, that's where I'm concerned. Like, um, you know, with my oldest boy now, he's going into that stage of his life where he's becoming a a young man. Like, yeah, you know what I mean, and um. You know, he should be sort of developing now, maturing, going out with his mates, going down the park, you know mm. what I mean? Fucking riding his bike around the streets and stuff. And yeah. he's stuck in the fucking house. So I'm concerned that he's just going to stay 12. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does yeah, that make yeah. any sense? No, yeah. That's, you know, yeah, yeah, and it'll yeah. delay his development. So when he should be 15, he's more like he's 13, like, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And, and more, yeah. you know, not matured like that. Um, I got to be honest, of all the shit that had gone on, and we, we've talked about plenty, obviously, we've... Mm. we've tried to power through the, this last year like and the only time I really I had a bit of a wobble when I was off work for the first sort of six seven eight weeks I was yeah. just sort of fucking going stir crazy like yeah. you know and I and I said I, we told, I never really had any mental issues or anything that was the only time I could say well I sort of understand it a lot better now mental yeah, health issues yeah. but just recently like about fucking four or five weeks ago I, I, I just fucking I looked at my kids and I just got upset like because mm-hmm. it wasn't for me because yeah, yeah. my days go on the same I get up I go to work now because i got a different job now I get up I go to work I crack on I, for all intents and purposes really aside from going to the fucking pub and going to the swamps my life's not changed now yeah. but I look at my kids and then it just breaks my heart I'm thinking to myself fuck me this isn't the life that they should have like you know mm. they're not playing football I think if they had football in school I could I would be okay a little bit more with their life yeah. but now to have no normality in their life that's that's really what got on my nerves, you know what I mean? Like really got me down, like you know. Yeah, it is. Just, it, I it does worry me. What's it, what the repercussions are like long term? This is another thing that uh, I they might have published them now. But I was speaking to somebody I know runs um uh like a, like a community like um mental it's supported living mm. like mental health supported living in power support. So I was speaking to uh, to Emily, um you know yeah she, we know Emily yeah yeah, yeah Emily Fenn yeah. yeah. I was speaking to her about it, and she said, like, normally the um, Samaritans, they normally publish, like, you know, the mental health fucking figures and stuff like that, you know, how many referrals, how many suicides, all that kind of stuff. Apparently, they haven't got that data. I don't think it's being, it's not being published the way it usually is. Because they don't want to. Because they yeah. don't want to, because they know that that's the, realistically, that's, that's the real fucking pandemic. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. I did hear the other day on the wave, uh, or somebody messaged me and said that they heard it on the wave. I think uh, young person referrals, that's 16 down. Uh, young personal mental health referrals are growing up by oh, up by 72% I think it is mm. that's people ringing like fuck Samaritans Minds you know mm. all sorts of mental health charities up by 72% and those are the people who are actually ringing them you know you find other people who aren't yeah yeah like one of my yeah, one of my close mates he killed himself a couple of years ago None, you'd never fucking think that there was anything wrong with him do you know what I mean I'd never seen him sad never seen him angry nothing do you know what I mean always every time you see him happy as Larry Literally, I was closed laid out for work. Um, had a couple of pints in, the, I think he's in the Fords Club. Was in, was that in the Fords Club or the Penland Club? Had a game of uh, a couple of games of pool, uh, with his brother and my mate, his cousin. Uh, literally, they he went home by ten o'clock. Had his sandwiches in the fridge for work. Laid out his clothes for work. Four in the morning, something like that. He hung himself. It's just like, 
Where did that come from then? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, and I mean, that, those are the people I knew, like, never, they're not going to ring a mental health service because by that point they just, they've, yeah. they've fucking done it, do you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, you know, that's what worries me really, is you've got the referrals, then you've got everything that's going on under the table as well with it, so it's, it's a fucking well, look, crazy time. You've got my, like, I look at um, my nephew and, and Tim's mates a little bit older than I um, so my nephew started college and he started like a, a sports course. Mm. And he's a good kid, you know, he's quite clever, like, um, but he, done it, he was doing sport. Mm. And sport then become over Zoom. Mm. So he fucking quit college, like. And he <laughs> yeah. would never be the type to quit college. Yeah. So his Teddy's mate was doing like a, a course uh, in college. Again, another bright girl, clever mm. girl, Lily. She gave up college. And again, is that she's a person who would never give up. She'd mm-hmm. never be the type who'd say, oh, she just not got... But they, they're doing college courses over Zoom. Yeah. And they're, like, losing fucking interest. And they're like, well, fuck mm-hmm. this. You yeah. know, this just isn't what I signed up for. No, some know. people are physical, and they do. I mean, some yeah. people are, like, learning by doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it comes to, fit, like, the theory stuff then, do you know what I mean? It's, it's fucking... Like, Jamie Davis is a guy. We have Jamie Davis at the Tabby West. Right, so uh, Jamie Davis, he's fucking unbelievable when it comes to practical things. I mean, he was really good when he was doing building before he became a tattooist, and then when he put his hand to that, you know, he's one of the best yeah. at Swansea now. Um, you know, but when it comes to like theory stuff, that's not his bag. Do you know what I mean? So if you had to like learn tattooing by fucking through Zoom People or something like it, that, yeah. you know, yeah, it's not the same. Is it? <clears throat> no, I know, I know, now with my oldest boy, like during the first lockdown, I was. I was doing the homeschooling because I was yeah. off. My missus was working, and um, it was we, we did okay, like you know. And they they will they don't play me up as much as they play, you know, my missus up. But now I'm in work, like so. My missus is doing a lot of homeschooling, mm. and my my parents, to be fair, to them, are there a lot as well. And my oldest boy will like I he, he'll do stuff that he would never do in class. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he's so well behaved in school. Because he respects the teachers, he knows, and this and that. And yeah. they always say, when we've ever had parents' evenings and that, the, one of the most best behaved kids we've got in the whole class, you know, always all the time. But then he's in the house and he's, ugh, ugh, like Kevin and Perry, like, ugh. <laughs> I mean, that uh, my cousins in Manchester listening to all my words. <laughs> <right? laughs> and they're like, I'm like, Niall, for fuck's sake, you would not act like this. If, if, if your teacher could see you now and they're doing these live lessons there and you can hear his teacher's voice and he's going oh my god it's boring I'm like what are you doing this in class now no what are you yeah. going to treat this like class but it's not his fault like no it's just I mean? a fucking he's, hard he's thing a kid, it's it. hard to keep a child motivated right when they're in school they're in school mm. now we all were in school right and we probably loved to hate it to different fucking levels right yeah. but you knew when you were there you just had to get on with it right so that's even if his mentality is I hate school because if, if that is the case he's not said that mm. He's getting on with it because he knows he has to do it. Now he's in the house. He's going, oh, my fucking Xbox is better. Yeah. Right? You know, and now they're forcing me to do this so you get all that. The, the structure yeah. is hard to structure yourself mm. in general, especially when you're a kid as well. Like, the, the, the good thing about school, and somebody was telling me about this before, I think this is the Japanese pe- uh, people do this in school as well. So, like, in, the, in their schools, they'll have um, in kindergarten or whatever, which is, I think, is equivalent to our primary mm-hmm. school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nursery plan, yeah, so yeah. they will they'll have like a lesson which is like outdoors generally uh but then they'll have like a half hour or an hour of playtime then they'll go back to another lesson they kind of they do it slightly different to the what they do in these mm. in, in uk and the reason is you learn quicker when you're having fun or when you're in like a fun a playful mm. state and stuff like that and that's why i think a lot of the time you know as you get older 
I don't think we lose the capacity to learn. It's just because we're worrying about bills, we're worrying about fucking yeah. work, we're mm-hmm. worrying about this and that. So if you're trying to do a part-time college course in the nights and stuff, you know, it's it's quite like, it's a lot of pressure and you've got a lot of other things going on. So you're in less of a playful state, less, you know, it's less fun. And apparently that's why like kids learn so quickly is because they, you know, everything's, you know, it's a, a dream world almost, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you, like when you say to kids, I got um, best times of your life is in school. It's literally because they are, and I didn't mean you're always yeah. having fun. You don't have to worry about shit. So what I miss about school is that feeling of no one who who laughing, mm. but who's not allowed to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like you only get that in school or food runs, right? <laughs> so unless I'm pissing myself if I have little Kevin's food roll, I'm never going to get that feeling again. Because yeah, when I'm old, yeah. I can laugh whenever the fuck I want. I can laugh a new face as well. Yeah. But when you fucking when Stephen Thomas chucked a pool ball in a teacher's head, right? And he turned around and went fucking mad. I was crying, right? I'm crying, <laughs> laughing. And um, I'll never forget, we set up, uh, so we had a teacher called Mr. Lil. And one of our fucking, one of the boys, he was a fucking whiz kid on the computers, right? Yeah, so yeah. the lesson was two, and he set up the computer. A 20 class was childish as fuck, but I still think it's funny at this day, right? So art was two. The computer would say, Benny Hill's a fruity. Benny Hill's a fruity. And it would be on loop, right? It would be on stop, right? I still laugh to this day. Right? Whenever I see Ricky Pesswell, I still tell him. That was genius, right? Because Mr. Hill, Benny Hill, we call him, he couldn't, for the life of him, we'll say, where the fuck is going? You know, where's it come from? I'm fucking gone. I still laugh about this day, right? But you can't, you don't have that. Do you know, I've never thought about that, actually. You've done... Yeah, like, exactly. It's the only time you have that feeling. Yeah. You're you crying laughing, and you can't stop laughing. But, like I said, the only time you're going to oh, get it is in the first It's in school. This is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is what my missus, right? Fucking brilliant, right? So he goes to an open night in, in Gowerton for yeah. my boy, right? When he's leaving again, a couple of years ago. So, this... Um, you got uh, teachers are like guiding you around, you know. So we go into this one classroom and it's like an art class, right? Yeah. And the teacher's explaining to the group that we were with, you know, this is this, and this is what we tried to do, and it's that. And he took two steps back, he tripped over the bin, right? And he right. fell in the bin, right? <laughs> now, my missus went, right? right. She go completely on. went. And I looked at her and I was like, fucking wrap up, we tried. <laughs> now, she was making me laugh. And she had to leave the room. No, she no, got the breast sweat. Yeah, yeah. She was six years old. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. See, like she was fucking. There was tears streaming down. It made me laugh. I was thinking about it because I was trying my best not. Yeah. I'm like my boys were there, trying to make a good impression, and it's you that's fucking lens. <laughs> <down, like, laughs> but it is. It's in school. Yeah. It's laughing in front of the teachers. That's what it is. I still yeah. when we like is I still see some of the boys in school, and I still laugh, like so. Fuck. School for me was a laugh from beginning to end. And then when we went to set four men, we were like one of the, we was like doing a GNVQ, but it was one of the first years that GNVQs had started in set four. Yeah. So whereas you've got the A-level people who were doing proper work, we had like two two hours a day, right? Yeah. And then you could go in the, uh, our day would consist of two lessons, Dave's Burger Van in Clant Samlet because we was all driving. Yeah. I left school at fucking 19. I was older than two teachers. <laughs> uh, one teacher, um, supply teacher come in. We were older than Anna. Yeah. We was terrible. Uh, my mate Fabrizio Armier, he's Italian, not even Indian. Every three, three o'clock every day, he said he had to go to the corner and pray to Allah, right? Yeah. He's from Naples, right? <laughs> nothing, nothing Buddhist about him. He's in the corner with his back out, right? This woman, I seen this woman's boyfriend in... 
Ritzies, yeah. and he wanted to fight me like right, he said he making my fucking missus life hell in school. I apologise, bought a bottle of bun, you know, technique, she's teaching me fucking home cooking, like, um, but fuck, the, the, we was in the car, we was in this common room, we had a pool table, Ricky passed her a law again, he wanted to pay 50 pence for the game pool. Mm. Ricky, we'd hold our hands on the, on the pool table to stop the money going up. Ricky set up this electric device to the pool table, so every time you touch the pool table, you get electrocuted, <laughs> right? It's 12-year-old kids going to the nurse, being electrocuted, right? Because of us, like, the fucking, it was fucking just great times. Like, there's, there's one time I remember when I was in school, like, that happens, right? Um, uh, do you know uh, Ricky Collins? Um, he won Swain Rooney Street Striker. Yeah, we was oh, talking yeah. about it yeah, uh, well, last well, week, is it? Uh, no, well, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. do you know what? He was a fucking nightmare in school. Right. Like, the teachers didn't know how to handle him. I'm surprised he didn't get kicked out altogether, right? Because he just had a thing for authority for the like, teachers, right? He, like, you know, if a teacher's saying something to him, he'd be like, ah, look, fuck off. They're like, ah, what? He, he just didn't care. I mean, but him and Stefan Brooks, one of the other boys, I always remember, they were in one of the other their English classes. They came into, um, they came into my English class then with, like, the head of year. So the... <laughs> The teacher brought them in now, and she's red in the face, and she's fucking raging. Them too, they're red in the face, but they're laughing. Like they're trying to, they, like you said, yeah. they're trying to hold it in. There's tears coming down their face because they're laughing so much, and she's just going nuts. So she's like saying to the head of you, she's like, she, they just locked me in my cupboard. I've been in there for forty five minutes. Amazing. She's like, they wouldn't let me out. This and that and whatever. Right? They just burst out laughing. Obviously, we were all doing the same, just you know, holding it in like that. Now the teacher, right, he, he's burst, he, he was, not so burst of laughing, but he was like, you could see he was dying to laugh himself, but he just went nuts on him. He's like, right, that's it. You both getting let them kicked out of school, this and that, you fucking this and that, I'm kicking off of them. He said, don't worry, Mrs. Holland. He's like, I'll sort this now. He's like, I'm going to take him home, you know, that, this and that. As soon as she, the door hadn't even shut, right? She was walking out because he said, right, you two get up the back. He's like, you're going to be making me cups of tea for the rest of the week and stuff. And uh, literally the door hadn't even shut while she's walking out. And he just fucking burst out laughing. She definitely, she 100% knew it. He burst out laughing. He said, boys, I'm going to be honest, that's fucking brilliant. He said, I'm taking you both for breakfast in a bit. One of us teaching you fucking breakfast. What the fuck's going on? He said, he, 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 he said, he's like, you're with me for the rest of the week. He said, all I want you to do is make me cups of tea or whatever. Uh, he said, I'll take you for a breakfast and stuff. He, I think he took me for breakfast for the rest of the week. Do you know what I mean? But it was, yeah. honestly, it was fucking brilliant. That was one of those moments. It was, um... One of the, no, the, the barely laughing that you can't, I'll fucking never forget it. I might have told you. So, we was in class. We must be about second year, right? And uh, Eddie here come in and went, we've got a new teacher. She's starting today. She's coming up now in five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, brilliant, never know. Like, in walks his teacher. She looks like something from Lord of the Rings, right? <laughs> Uh, six foot five, yeah. woman now, six foot five, uh, big straggly hair, must have been about 19 soul, yeah. right? Looked like, you know, like a fucking giant, you yeah. know, like something from Harry Potter, something we've never seen. And the, the area here went, everyone, this is Mrs. Little, right? <laughs> I fucking walked out. I said, fuck this, I gotta go, I can't, this, they having me on. I walked out of the fucking room because I was gone for dates. I was fucked for dates. I couldn't go back to school. Um, but she was like six months, she's a fucking mountain. You know, you come in and say, Reese, do it. You change it into Reese because who knows, you can't really call yourself Mrs. Little with that And, oh, there was a few. There was another one. So we had the GMBQ going over very quickly, they called us, right? We had a room there, 
and we was next door to the dance studio, yeah. right? And all the girls get changed. All the girls get changed in the class next to us, and then uh, going to dance in the next studio, right? All the set rates us is a window, right? Now, to me, they was, must have put us there deliberately to test us. No, as a cat in school. <laughs> Stop us wanking or something, right? Now, it's only going to end in one fucking one way, in it? Tears, like, right? So what we did in this window, we put, it was like a calf odd thing. It was the charity calf yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got a poster, a life-size poster of an African kid saying sponsor calf on, and we stuck it face in the dance studio. And we cut the eyes out, right? So all we'd be doing is looking, <laughs> looking at these girls getting changed, right? But someone grasped us up because one of the girls was like walking past the window and all she could see was two eyes blinking. <laughs> it was weird. There was nobody coming. We were scarping. Everyone was running everywhere. Fucking. Yeah, yeah I love school. It was great times. Yeah, because we meet silly people like, you know, me and Gav Curtis, we were like childish as fuck. Like, and Bunny and the boys, Craig Bear, and I think, well, no, we was in geography once and we had like um, hole punch. Yeah, yeah. And like he hole punched his tie, right? For whatever reason. Who knows? Yeah. Do you know what? I thought you said he hole punched something else. No, no, no. He hole punched his tie. That was for later on in years. But and his, the hole punch got stuck on his tie. Mm. Right? So he can't get it out. And like wherever I can't even remember who our teacher was, was rattling on and seen us fucking talking and turned around and he's turned and he's got this whole so I can try and not to laugh now. And the teacher's going, Craig! What have you done to your tie? And he's like, oh, I didn't even notice. Like, you know, it was like one of them. Yeah, yeah, and his yeah, yeah. reaction was so quick. And I was, I was fucking gone. You know, like I had my head on the table and tears were streaming out my fucking face. And the teacher then is like this big rigmarole. is like something from Mr. Bean, like mm. trying to get this whole punch off his fucking tie. And I was just fucking crying my fucking eyes out. We had, we had a proper job's worth in my school, right? Yeah, uh, Mr. Goss, his name was. Um, he fucking, like he was... None of the other teachers really. They, they, they knew what he was like. What school was he in? Daniel James, I was in. Oh, is it? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I, don't why, why, why why I don't know why. Yeah, why, why he was there anyway. But um, they, basically, if Mr. Goss, he was like an admin worker or something, right? He wasn't even a, like a teacher. He was just one of these people who worked in the office. But he used to, he just, you know, he'd love to get involved in, in what's going on and try and like, make kick up a fuss. But anyway, he was, uh, he came down one day and he's just walking past or something. And one of the guys, was it uh, my mate Morris and Stonesy, right? So, um, Stonesy, I think he put a, a scarf, right? He's like, I scoop him scarf now. He put it around him, he didn't put it on around his neck, right? He just hung it, right? Like in front of him, like that, while one of the other boys fucking party boyed him, right? In front, just joking around. Do you know what he, he literally went nuts? He went to the head of you, he said, right? They tried strangling me. Oh, well, one of the boys, one of the other boys, Jesus Christ, he said, one of the boys, they tried tried strangling me while one of the other boys attacked me, right? At the end of you, same guy as well, who was laughing at the teacher before. He was like, all right, okay, yeah, no worries, I'll have a word with them. He pulled the both of them in. He said, boys, what happened? He said, you try choking him out and put a scar and try battering him or something. Just, they were like, no, we literally just put him in front of him and tried fucking, you know, and just done party by him. And he said, oh, don't worry, he's a prick anyway. He said, I like this guy. <laughs> this guy's like Ed Steebly from School of Rock, isn't he? This guy's just rapidly walking past one day. He went and he applied for the dinner lady's job and he ended up getting here. This fucking guy's great. He should be teaching kids. Ginger Williams, what an absolute legend, honestly. Are you- I mean, Ginger Williams. Ginger Williams. <laughs> I got it already. Real Ginger Williams technique. <laughs> <laughs> he went up like the dinner lady. Ended up fucking head of our relay. Yeah, the stuff he done. He, you know, the, who done it in that card game? Who um, I don't know what it's called. This like, you put all the cards out in the thing of a clock. 
Do you know? No, I don't. So you lay all the cards out, like, you know, 12 right the way back. Strip right. four up. Yeah. <laughs> got his cart out in the assembly in front of all the nine-year-olds. He chucked check, them all out, like, and he, he lets you all the cards are out, right? You've got four cards on every, I think, four cards in every pile. You turn the one over in the middle first, and then say it's an ace, for example, you put that where the one would be on the clock. Mm. And the, basically, the idea is, right, it's fucking hard to win, but the idea is that if the, the, when all of the four kings are out there, you've lost. So the idea, you've got to get the last king out as the last card, right? So it's fucking, the odds of getting it are quite slim. But he, uh, it was lunchtime, right? The Lord of us, uh, like, just in, you know, in the class or whatever, he said, right then, boys, he pulled out his wage step, right? Yeah, it was four and a half grand or something for the month. I don't know what the fuck they were paying that much in Daniel's in, but <laughs> he pulled it out anyway. And... Um, Am I liable? Actually, I think it was four hundred and fifty quid. He's had to say dealing drugs. Please, please. Can't do it in the English lit. Four hundred and fifty. That sounds better. I think because it was like it was a lot. It seemed like a lot of money at the time. Yeah. I was in school, so four hundred and fifty. Yeah, well done. Yeah, 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 that's probably yeah. more like it. And uh, he said, he was like, right then, he was like, this weird. He was like. Whoever fucking finishes this game within an hour, within like lunchtime or whatever, he said, I'll give you that weird step. And to be fair, he would have as well, right? Like he, the way the guy was, he would have uh, given it to us. Uh, we were there, right? You should have seen us trying to fucking, you know, just trying to do it. One of the guys, he literally got one card away. Oh, he, he, he was a teacher, Ginger. He was fucking sweating his head off. He was sitting there like that. He's going to lose four half grand, <laughs> he? <laughs> he did. He was shitting himself. Like, but that, yeah, he was a brilliant teacher. Honestly, I learned a lot from him. Um, it is true what you're saying, you know. <laughs> and like if if you enjoy something in school you will apply yourself more. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, and I, I know I know I was fucking terrible at maths and I found it boring and I may as well not have been in any maths class I was ever in but if you put me in history and we were doing something interesting I would I'd like like to learn shit that I know about World War 2 and things like that I was interested in you know and, and like you say it, I think now it's hard to do this homeschooling thing the longer it goes on the less motivated kids are going to get and the harder it is for them to readapt back into the school life when they get back there like I, I'm not too concerned about my boy um, fucking Lloyd Christmas we call him he's thick as fuck he'll be fine because he's just he just glides through life he's one of them like, yeah, so I yeah. think he'll be okay but then you know I've spoke to a lot of people I don't mean to mention names obviously but I've spoke to a lot of people and they say oh, my, my daughter's struggling my, mm. my son's struggling and it was always a big concern of mine when I sized this whole thing up at the start you know and you think about it and you is it never going to be the end of the fucking world and I was like well the numbers don't really tell me that like, but the fallout from this yeah, yeah. could be a massive you know, a bigger problem long term than this will ever be like, you know what I mean? And, and I suppose, you know, in, in what you're doing now, I'm sure you have contact with people and, mm. and, and see a lot more than me and me and him will. But, you know, just having conversations with people like, you know, we get we got a lot of messages from people on the podcast. You know, you'll get a lot of Instagram stuff and Twitter and I get a lot of Twitter stuff and on Instagram myself now as well. And people say, oh, you know, just listening to you boys having a chat. So it keeps me going, like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, fuck, I never really, we never really felt like that would ever happen. We never think about things like that, do you know what I mean? And um, it's just, you know, I, I just, I, I concern myself more with it now because I've seen a different side of it. Mm. Like, you know, and I'm sure you see even more than that, you know, doing what you do, like. Yeah, yeah, you do. Like, again, it come, like you said, but there, that, that's what's made me kind of realise how much people are struggling. Like you said, when you get the messages, um, you know, because like you said, we, we've got to put stuff out there 
as long as one person takes something positive from 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 it, that's that's my kind of my mission done. Do you know what I mean? But like like you said, when you get the messages, then that's what makes you want to do it more because um, all of a sudden you you're not doing it for you. Do you know what mm. I mean? It's not it's not like oh you know you're doing it for money or you're doing it for this or whatever. You think do you know what? It's actually making a difference to but, somebody, but but to somebody else, yeah. So like you said, the, with the uh, well, with the wet bandits, you know what I mean? Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. That was that was literally me, Dan Sheehan, one of the boys, Chad Punchard, and um, like Sam Keith, and then one of them, yeah, a couple Beef of loves it, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam actually, yeah. I'd seen before I started following you. See, I seen Sam one day because I've known Sam for years. Yeah. And I was like, what's he fucking doing? This maniac now, like. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously I started, and I I know it's a big thing now. Last mm-hmm. time I went Christmas time, when I went Christmas Eve. We all met up family down beach, like, mm. right? It was lovely, you know, because obviously you're not seeing the people as well, you yeah. know. And there were so many people doing That's what you're doing. It's like it's fucking new, like, trend, like, you know. Yeah, do you know what? It's, it's this year's really picked up. Like, I've I done it once or twice. Uh, so I did it in t- Christmas 2019. I think I had COVID at that point as well, because I was <laughs> fucking, honestly, everyone had, didn't they? Everyone's ill. I was, I was ill in November, was it? Oh, I was fucked, honestly. I've never been like, I was ill for about a month, but um, I ran a 5K and jumped in the sea while I was like that. So um, unplanned, is it? We didn't plan it, just No, we planned that. Yeah. So with the other the other group, the ideas and beers community, because you can't do fuck all that in it, because we were we were just meeting in pubs and bars wherever, just having a chat. And that was about meeting, you know, getting people together who otherwise wouldn't have ever met, do you know what I mean? Like you know, getting like Well it is like that. Um, um, well like I see Jem Speakman now and yeah, yeah. Sarah are good friends. Yeah. Which yeah, I yeah. don't even think they might not have even known each other before. Mm. Uh like I don't see dipping like, and they're really, really pally now. Yeah, just so that it's fucking good to see, isn't it? You know, that's what we talk about bringing people together. Like, you know, hundred percent. Do you know? Freddie Woodman messaged me fucking on Instagram earlier. He wants to come down as well. No way. Do do you know what I mean? So like stuff like that. It's like you know, otherwise you would have never fucking we'd have never cut cross paths. Do you know what I mean? And stuff like that. So I think it's it is interesting how stuff like that brings you together. And somebody who who was it? Uh, My friend Sarah actually, Sarah Maxwell in Oz. So um, when we were speaking about, I think I done a live video thing with the other day. We spoke about like going in the sea and how you know the community element. Yes, yeah, easy for that cunt. She's in Bondi Beach. She's more worried about getting eaten by a fucking saltwater yeah, crab yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. to death. She messaged me. She said, "Oh, me, me, and a couple of others." She's like, "We've just been in the sea." She's like, "Slightly different from you, though." She said, "The sea, the, the sea temperature is fucking sixteen degrees or something. It's fucking five here." It's temperature. It's totally different. But like, the, she said that the, the you know when you're in the cold water together, like you know, I mean, you're all none of you are thinking about fucking any issues you've got going on in the world. You're just like that. My dick's gonna fucking fall off. Yeah. And like if that that's a bonding thing in itself. Do you know I mean that everybody's like you're all in the same boat. You're all in it together. You're all yeah. Fucking freezing. Uh, and then afterwards you're all trying to warm up, you're having a hot drink and stuff. So it doesn't matter, you know, how rich somebody is, how much somebody's achieved or anything like that. You know, you're all on that same level. And it's a great way to build friendships, build community and stuff like that. And that, that's kind of, from doing the ideas and beers thing, that's kind of where I realised my calling is, do you know what I mean? It's bringing people together in that sense. Because most of the people I like, rely on now, like, for for anything, do you know what I mean? For, like, for information, for... Um, you know, if I if I've got some sort of issue that's going on or whatever, nine times out of ten is people I've met from either like the the sea dipping or from um ideas and beers. You know, I got my close mates from school, uh, but then you know like the like, like Chad Punch, do you know what I mean? Me and him really really good mates, and I if I think do you know what I'm gonna put something out here which is a bit controversial or whatever, I'll message him beforehand, because uh, like I know he'd be like. 
I don't think you should do that. Yeah, it's a sounding board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to give me a fucking, you know, a good response, critical response. And I only know him through ideas and beers, do you know what I mean? And some of the people we've met in the process. So that, that's what I like about doing stuff like that is the, you know, the people that you meet. And, where, you know, just my, the trajectory of my life has fucking completely changed just from meeting different people like Did that. Did it grow, like, naturally? Just through, like, Instagram people What's joining? I looked at it more yeah. like, um... I look at him like uh, like a Charles Manson with armbands. That's what I like. You know, Did like, Jack, Jack Green messaged me. He's up and he said, "Oh, absolute swimming nods, country." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He messaged me. He said he was like, "When you go on the AIC podcast, he said make sure you credit me for the Charles Manson yeah, thing." Yeah, hundred percent. It's going to be like David Garrido. I did a crash. They're all going to end up by burning down one of the action lang. Do what we fucking got. We've got one of those now. Is that? Oh, we yeah. got two. Is that? And yeah, we we applied for them and we've got two. So um, two owns them. You know, part of the guy, part the guy from Wilson Pickett was shagging up burning twenty. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah, council owned, so they don't buy them apparently. If you can, yeah, they just lease them basically, isn't it? Yeah, you enter a ballot, so they come up every every like once every year, I think it is. You enter the ballot, you say what months you ideally want to get them, and then second choice. Now you've got them because you only job comes going November, December, January. Yeah, yeah, we've got one. I think we've got it for. Between between the like the different people in the group, we've got it for like the fucking next year. Now, yeah. you know I mean, yeah, I think it should it should be really good. But uh, we all be partying now, we? Yeah. You know what I mean? What's it like doing Charlie off the beach rocks? You know what I mean? Because we can open, we find a way. No, I mean fucking, it'd be great. Like it'd be good, it'd be good fun to be fair. No, the, the, uh, the wet band, this thing, like it grew. Like I said, it was literally just a few of us, right? In the summer, me, Chad, a few others, we were going down the beach down Swansea Bay at the time. Did we make a conscious effort to say? I'm going to swim in the sea every day. No, uh, not until October. So I don't, right. we'd already been doing it for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Like we'd been going to the beach in the morning. I was still working in Swansea Uni at the time. Um, so literally going down there, having a workout in the morning, um, fucking clearing some litter off the beach while we were there, jumping in the sea, having a fucking hot drink, and then go, I'd be going to work, Chad would be going to work, doing yeah, yeah. if it was on the weekend, we'd just go and do whatever. But um, like it just started as that, you know what I mean? Because we were putting it on social media, you know, we had more and more people then being like, oh, you know. Do you join you, like? Yeah. Oh, but, but I messaged three times. Yeah. He loves the swim, see. He's gone like that to me. You know, we got to go down there now and, and, and do the swim, and I'm like, you can fuck right up. Yeah. <laughs> I, what I said to him is, look, we can't just go down in June. We, if we're going to do it, we're going to have to do it before March kicks in. You know what I mean? I'm gay. March the party, he, likes, he likes to swim, he does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm more of a fucking sit on a beach with a beer type. I don't like going, I don't fuck no I am... When we went to my stag in Magaluf, yeah. I was fucked, man. We was fucking off it on a lot of hallucinogenic drugs on the Saturday. <laughs> on the Sunday, I didn't leave the pool. I was under the bridge like a drunk old troll, wasn't I? I was under the bridge. I cut out, right? I was like a fucking... I was like a quick cut chick, wasn't I? Yeah. I was all weathered, weathered up like Magaluf, wasn't I? Fuck that, no, you know what I mean? I don't know what I'll they I'll swim all fucking day. I got kicked out of... Typhoon Lagoon in Florida because mm-hmm. I kicked the fucking kid out the way because the weight machine came on. Kid from Wisconsin, he was only seven. He was crying. <laughs> he had a hot dog in his eye. Looks at him out the way and all that. Those, if I had more time work, I'd be with him every fucking day. The only problem is I'd have to draw... I'd be like, um, no, the, I've never seen the photo of... like um, So you've got three... They look like Mexicans, they do. So you've got one Mexican holding his missus on his shoulders on the beach... 
one Mexican holding his missus on the shoulders on the beach and one oh, wrote, they, arm in arm with his fat missus yeah. and he's with Sheehan's they all rip the smithers they all got six packs everywhere and I'll be down with my disco tits do you know, do you know what alright what's fucking mad about the, the, the seniors like I said no other people say to me like oh so what are the benefits of it whatever right Literally, the, the only fu- the only downs obviously downside is this fucking freezing. No, you yeah. get hypothermia, right? Yeah. Like, oh, tell me, Dad, I'm really worried about going down having a heart attack, and no yeah. one's gonna know what to do. Yeah. Sam Keith is fucking. <laughs> Sam Keith serves tea on the train. I'm <laughs> <laughs> fucking gonna be both come off. You know what I mean? No, that, that's the thing. See, I've like I thought, you know, the, the with the weight loss thing of it, right? So someone say like, is it good for fucking losing weight? I'm like, and I with my Garmin watch, right? You know, it's, it's probably not spot on accurate, right? But it measures the heart rate, right? And it's interesting as fuck because when you walk in the water, mm. you know, you go from about 80 beats per well, me, I go from about 80 beats per minute to about 160, right? So Jesus it's fucking fuck. Yeah, yeah. it spikes, right? It goes right the way up, but then it levels off between 120 and 140. And that's for me, that's the fat burning zone. Mm. And uh, if I leave the watch on, so if we do a five, 10 minute seat, for example, come out, I leave the watch on for about 45 minutes to an hour afterwards. 500 calories, something like that. Do you mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, just scrolling around fucking. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's literally no just going fuck all else, right? That's literally just going in the sea for five, ten minutes. Fucking shake, warming up, and you're shaking the warm up. Obviously, the shaking is your body's natural response yeah. to warm you up. Um, and obviously, while you're doing that, you're just hemorrhaging calories, but the heart stays in that 120 to 140 zone for most people, for me in particular. But like, uh, like I said, that's just that's just burning fat constantly. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So the fucking shit's in the stuff I'm eating. Uh, literally, I'm eating as much food as possible. To be honest, because like, I don't want to lose, don't want to lose weight, and you know, don't want to lose like muscle mass and stuff like that. So I'm just fucking eating as many calories as I can. This like, will be great for me, my missus. Since lockdown, <laughs> she's paying twenty pound a month for funky pump. She had been in a year. Mm. Her fucking weight gone back up. They asked her, uh, "No, we were saying we're missing gigs." Yeah, yeah. And they were saying they said that my missus was her favourite band. She said gastric. That's how much, that's how much weight she put on in fucking lockdown. She just did here watching fucking. Gilmore Girls eating yeah. Cheetos we're going to be seeing that in front of all it is hard you know with, with the gyms being closed it's hard another thing that's been affected is people's health like this which I'm sure you will have seen as well because yeah. people are like Donna every week we were doing the podcast a lot of times Donna and Tilly weren't here because they were in Funky Pump yeah, yeah. and they'd come in um, you know 20 minutes 30 minutes into the podcast and things like that mm. and now they you know, now they can't go like you know it's it's another thing you know with me I, like, I, obviously I I just do nothing but running these days anyway. Like mm-hmm. so, for me, it's not really affecting me because I can just go and still yeah. running, like you know. So, but you know, people who live in the gym, it's hard. You know, I say it's another thing. It stops your motivation, like hundred percent. You know, it's, I did a lot of funky pump while I was off work. I did a lot of. I was I was because I wanted to stay. I knew I could get unmotivated very quickly, like yeah. And I knew I couldn't just run all the time because I'm fucking forty one. You know what I mean? And you and I run long distance, so. You know, you you will hurt, you will affect yourself. You know, fuck my knees up and everything. So I was trying to say, I'll do do two runs a week, one small one, one long one, and then I'll do funky pump in between. And I was like, every morning I was doing, I'd do a Chris's class in the morning, and then I do Dylan's class in the afternoon. You know what I mean? To, but some people are not, won't think that way to get motivated. Like you know, and it's hard. And, and do you know what? This is the thing about motivation as well. It's like motivation. We we've all got it. We've just got to be motivated for the right things. Like you think when someone says I can't get motivation to go to the gym, it might be because they don't like the actual, don't like going to the gym. Or they don't like the exercises. Do you know what I mean? So like 
I, I used to, fuck, I used to love going to the gym weight training when I was into it. Now I can't be fucked for it. Like I'd rather do like funky pump boys do it. I'm doing uh Gabby's uh, Gabby's Titan classes back um last year. Um, I was doing stuff like that, doing workouts on the beach, you know, running, cycling. I, I prefer like I can do those sorts of things, but that's because I enjoy doing them. Whereas like I said, I'm kind of out of the swing of things with doing weights now. I can't be bothered. Like I'll do the odd session just to mix it up now and again. But I, I think when people are motivated, when people are motivated or trying to be motivated to do the wrong stuff. You're always going to be swimming against the tide. Yeah. It's like, I say this to some of my clients, I'm like, you know, fitness is important, uh, but more, what's more important is doing something that you enjoy, but that, you know, in terms of fitness, like, it's, you know, good to do things that, you, you know, are uncomfortable and, you know, pushing you out of your comfort zone, like, fucking sea dips, you know what I mean? Like, it's, when it's cold as fuck, it's nothing. I'm like, oh, why have I got to do that now? But, like, I know that side of things, like, you're pushing yourself um, past that, um, sorry, out of the comfort zone, you know, you know you're growing from it, but then if you want to be doing something consistently, you've got to find a way to enjoy it. So like the sea dips now, even though it's hard, I enjoy the social element of it. Um, and also That's good like, fun, isn't it? Well, yeah, there's a crowd of people there. Obviously, yeah. you're all sort of, like you said earlier, like it's a bonding experience. You're getting a, to yeah. have a chat and, and meet people and everything. Mm-hmm. It looks fun. It just looks cold. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I know it for the cold. Last week was fucking horrific. I'll be honest. Like, um, it well, was... I've never felt cold like I have that. Recently, last we talked about yeah, yeah. I thought we talked about last week. We talked about last week, yeah. I thought it was me with my angel no, diabetes. Yeah, right? I, I got to the point where, right, one Saturday I rained, I can't I couldn't fucking get my trousers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I couldn't do the button of my trousers, right? Yeah. And I said, well, fucking, I'm having a fucking stroke or something. <laughs> get me a bird. Come and set my car properly. Come on, open up and I'll have a road job. Fucking, tell you, send Teddy out of shop. It won't take long, right? But I was like, I can't fucking put my trousers on physically. Mm. And I was like, is it me? But then this is the most Swansea. This is <laughs> this is Swansea as fuck. This is right in Swansea. No one really said like no one ignores each other. Really, like mm. you will ever walk past each other and say like, I mean, yeah. That's one of the things I love about Swansea. We're big big fans of the city. I mean, mm. you know, like imagine living in London and having ignored it. Imagine living in New York and then putting their head down. Mm. In Swansea, everyone will say, you walk past someone in the street, you'll say, all right. Yeah, yeah. And it's only the twats who won't acknowledge you, mm. either nervous or they're ignorant. I, you know, <laughs> so ignorance yeah. they hate, right? So you're like, whatever. Over the last three weeks, do you know what the greeting everyone in Swansea gives you? You'll catch eyes with someone in the street and go, yeah, fucking freezing, <laughs> That's all what no one says, hello. Everyone just go, fuck, it's fucking freezing. Yeah, and they'll go, I'm a post and say, Wearing shorts, you stupid cunt. That's I'm like, like nine yeah. layers all up the top, right? Yeah. They all like, no one says, Morning, you okay, man? It's fucking freezing. <laughs> well, you know, you say about the, the cold, though, right? I yeah. swear in my life, I said to my missus last week, right? That, that, because obviously it started warming up after last Sunday, right? Because that rain and yeah. All that last week, it was fucking brutal in work, right? And mm. like you say, we was in the minuses and the devil, we had wind chill coming in it was like minus 10 11 that's what they were saying anyway yeah. i was fucking frozen all week and i'm not saying i had it the worst because my boys had to go on the road and work then as well i i got the fuck off home but i eat like fuck i weighed like on sunday and i was like is there something wrong with these fucking skills yeah right i was like 12 stone like bang on and well, i was like is that good or bad no that's good for me yeah no yeah. no that, I, that's where i want to be it's around 12 yeah, yeah. but like i can creep up 12 4 12 5 and then i'll drop back down to 
I was 12 stone bang on it. This is on a, I got leathered on a Saturday night, you know what I mean? Mm. Normally, you got fucking 12 pints out of the fucking working man's kettle and I'm carrying a bit of timber the next time. Right? 30 stone too. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> but I waited to us and I, I, what I said to my miss, I said, it's a cold make you lose weight. That's mm. genuinely the words I, I said. Sorry, I never, never, his miss is that word. Oh no, she's, she, she's thick as fuck. Yeah. Um, but, like now you're saying that, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because you, your body has to work harder to heat itself. Yeah. Um, so in essence, I, I suppose it would be the reverse of wearing a sweatsuit if you were training. Because uh, when you because when you wear a sweatsuit, you're you're banging out the sweat, you know, so your body's burning calories that way. Am I wrong? You need, you need, uh, all sweatsuits in the box boxes where yeah, 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 and stuff like that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, you like you're in insula- because the sweatsuit's insulating. Yeah, uh, your your body's heating up naturally anyway. Do you know what I mean? So like. Like when you wear a sweatsuit, if you're running as well, obviously mm. the fucking the, you just perspirate even more, so you sweat even more. Obviously, if you jump in a sauna with one, you know, even mm. that's even worse again. Yeah, I suppose it is actually. It's probably the reverse of it. Like you yeah. said, it's uh, you know, I think like dogs, for example, they're going on a tangent, but dogs they they breathe, don't they? You know, dogs like that's their way of cooling down. Uh, Whereas right. with us, we sweat. So like for example, you know, like a dog, you know, in a hot weather, that's why they say you shouldn't if they got a lot of fur on and they shouldn't take them out because. They can't cool down properly because right, they do right. it by breathing. Whereas we, we can sit in a fucking boiling hot car on a summer's day. We'd be sweating our heads off, but we, you know, it's that's our way of keeping ourselves cool. Um, but yeah, likewise, when we're in cold conditions, the shivering, that's our body burning through whatever we've got to to keep us warm. So like, um, you know, if you if you've got a bit more weight than you, you go in the sea, you can last much longer. Like I'm fucking, you know, there's hardly any fat on me now, so I'm going in the water. Ten ten minutes, I can do with a push. Uh, but like, Pat, like, you'd be an F about 45. Oh, I'd be, I'd be, like, I'd be there, like, Shamu, wouldn't I? I'd be like, who dies and everything, like, like do we keep up some footballs and all that? You know what I mean? Fuck, I'd be in there for days. Well, they'd, be, they'd be doing documentaries about me, you know, saying about how Ryan Stevens had bullied me into doing tricks. Padfish, Padfish, Padfish. Padfish, the documentary. Swansea Charles Manson's got him down there, like, <laughs> Mike, he, uh, so he's like, He's lost a shitload of weight, but right? he's fucking smashing it, you know, smashing it out. You know, he's, um, I, I don't know what he's weighing now, but he, he's like, you know, got a bit of thing on him left anyway. Now, he went in, this was probably about eight weeks ago, say about eight weeks ago, right? He's still fucking freezing to me. We're in there for like 10 minutes max. And uh, me and him were in there for about 10 minutes. Everyone else had gone out a couple of minutes before that. And uh, he said to me, he's like, I said, all right, I'm heading in now. And uh, he said, grab my flip-flop, take him up by the fire. I said, where the fuck are they going? And uh, he said, I'm going for a swim. I was like, all right, no worries. Yeah. He swam the length of Langland Bay and then back in, right? And I was like, yes, yeah. so we're all watching him. I'm like, fucking hell, I can't just go to dive. He was in the water for a half hour, right? He's in there for a half hour. He came out, he's like, fucking lovely and warm. I was like, yeah, I was like, when you warm back up, I said, that's fucking signs of hypothermia. I was like, you need to get dressed and get your hands around the fire. <laughs> he was freezing after it then, do you know what I mean? But like, to be fair to him, he did last ages. And that's, that's the thing, see, I think a lot of people think... So you don't actually, act. like, get used to it. You have got to fuck off. You don't really want to stay in the I've seen some programs today no. about people telling what it was. That um, that thing on Netflix, I says, hotel thing, which was uh, a massive let down, by the way. Yeah, I... Make sure Ben Walker wore me off it last week. Yeah, it's garbage. But she was basically... This woman's in... We'll talk about it later, but when people are having, like, the thermia in the sea, they take their clothes off. 
for some reason, I don't know why, you know, yeah. I haven't got that far with wet bandits yet. Swimming lessons in Ponte Dowie swimming pool. No, the black brick. They chucked the black brick. I don't mean funny. If I'm going to do swimming lessons, if I'm saving everyone, it's going to be my niece, not the black brick going at the bottom of the pool. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, uh, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I was going to say, it's probably because you do, I think when you get hypothermia, and I get, obviously I haven't fucking experienced it, but what I understand, my understanding is your body, you start to feel warm again, so obviously you go past the cold thing, right. and you oh, start to shit. feel warm, yeah. so like, you, you do get a numb period after, you know, after a couple of minutes in there, which is good, do you know what I mean, because that's when you bought, your body's acclimatised a little bit to the water, um, but you've almost got to like, gauge it and think, right, I'm pushing my luck a bit for you, and then fuck off and get out of the water, um, like at a minute, I, th- I think somebody, I don't know how much truth there is there, someone told me that a good guideline is one minute per degree of temperature of the water. So like at a minute, the sea is like five, five and a half degrees or something. So you're talking like five minutes is probably about, you know, about ample. If you're doing anything more than that, it's going to take you a little bit longer to, to warm up. But um, like some of, the, some of the people who come, like the girls are fucking savages in there, to be honest. They, they'll do 10, 12, 15 minutes, no problem at all. Do you know what I mean? They just, they just handle it really well. Uh, but some of them have come first time, they've that banged out 10 minutes when it's been bolted. Yeah. But go back to that week last week, you know, minus 10 with the wind chill and stuff like I that. Do you think like you've backed yourself into a corner now? Because <laughs> <laughs> you've got to do every day, innit? Mate, do you know what I mean? I know a really, oh. really well known personal trainer, who mm. I'm not going to name on yet, mm. who would like go out and smash the gear on a Saturday night and would then put pre-recorded videos on a Sunday smashed up the kettlebells she's on the fucking set eating a fucking drifter right and she's fucking putting out these things I've already down it down because I called a Sheila um, he, she, I didn't want to I didn't want to disclaim the gender right but uh, yeah you back yourself into the corner now because you can't fucking do it, it? 100% right and like they do you know what in the mornings lately I've been because I've been uh, staying up late and cracking on with some work and stuff um, like I just haven't been waking up in the mornings right? in the winter I'm shit anyway in the summer I'm fucking brilliant I'm up like before sunrise you know I'm out the door it's no problem but uh, yeah literally they're, they're all messaging me they're like ah oh, right you know what, what time are you going down this morning blah 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 no answer so they're oh, like ah oh, there we are Ryan's kicking again then <laughs> do you know what I mean and like it happened this morning I woke up at half six randomly I thought no I'm going to have a change this morning I'm getting down there early because I haven't been down in the morning for a bit so I messaged, I was like, morning all, I said, what time are you all going? They said, I'm going down about 7.30, 8 o'clock, etc. Fucking fell asleep, then walked back up 10.30. They're all like, I had about 10 missed calls, they're all like, ah, fuck you, right, right? Oh, yeah. We missed it this morning, we all started shagging in the seat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. No, the only fucking day. <laughs> oh, you got some hip slips as well, right? Oh, no way, oh, Lang- yeah. Lang- yeah, Lang- yeah. Lang- no way, like, Lang- 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 never seen so many. <laughs> <laughs> Lang- never seen so many tits, honestly. No way. Mm. Fucking hell. Well, when, when you're selling it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tomorrow. My point is, um, after 10 minutes, I'll think I'm in a pool of cack. Ooh, I'm expecting, you know, like a burger coming along on a fork and plate. Strawberry daiquiris. Fucking brilliant. It is good vibe. Like you say, it's not for everyone. Like, I think I can get why, like, again, like last year, if somebody said to me, you know, oh, I'm going in the sea every day in the fucking winter. I'm like, what? Yeah, real this, yeah. Yeah, you know, doing it once. Like when I've done it, like I said, Christmas 2019, I run in. We were in there for fucking 30 seconds, 40 seconds, and then we back out. Doing it as a regular thing went across my mind. But like you, you asked me earlier, um, it was, I was doing it quite a bit. And there was more community building and stuff like that. And then I thought, I was like, Do you know what? When does winter officially start? And I looked online, it said October the 26th. So I was like, 
fuck, it's like tomorrow or something. So I went, right, fuck this. I was like, I'm going to do every day with that, like 120, 130 days. So, um, yeah. And, a I, stubborn person. You have to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with myself. Yeah. The thing is, because I can see there, you need a challenge, mm. innit? Mm. So, and, and a lot of people, I know I'm not claiming to be any expert at this, but I look at a lot of people, sometimes people just need a challenge. Like, you know, I, the more people were running with me, like that, the first thing I did, I was, I remember sitting on the set, the, I was like November, and I was fucking about 13 and a half stone, right? I was pissed, right? And this is a number of years ago now. And I was sitting there and I went, and Nicky Francis, who I didn't really know well at the time, it's yeah. a good mate of mine now, retweeted across Twitter the link to Early Bird for the fucking Art Swansea Half Marathon. Yeah, right? yeah. And I was half cut and I went, fuck it, I'm going to sign up for that. And I, I hadn't really, I had, I had run quite a bit when I was boxing, but it was shorter runs, you know, mm. and not as long. And um, I went, fuck it, I'll sign up to do that. And I got off my ass and slowly but surely, like the first time I tried to run 5k, I thought we're going to fucking die. Like, you know? and, then it, and then obviously you get on and obviously I ran half marathons, full marathons, ultra marathons afterwards. But that, that was, I, I always look back at that and go, that was the day I realised I just needed to challenge myself. So I still do the same now, you know, at the minute I was thinking about this, week going, fuck, you haven't done anything for a while. Time is not on my side now, it work. I'll give him credit, he will do like a random, out of the blue, white collar fight, cement yeah, run, yeah. half marathon, marathon. I'll give him credit, he'll always, give himself I, something. I want something to, to aim for, because that, yeah, yeah. If, I, if, I got, if I commit myself to something, it's done, forget it, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's just committing yourself to it, innit? And I think I'd like, like more, people have taught, um, sent me messages. I talk to people over time, a number of years, and they ask me why well, I'd, I'd start running or can you help me start with my mm-hmm. running and this and that. And I always say the same thing just start slow. And the amount of people like I've, I've sort of talked to and then they've gone on to run 10Ks. And I'm like, I can't be one of my best mates who works for me every day. We work together on taxis for nearly 20 years. He's he no runner at all. He's older than me, 45, mm-hmm. started running. And he was like, man, I can't do 5K. Mm. And now he's running, well, he's run half marathon, but he's, he's running 10Ks in like 51 minutes. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? It's not the fucking fastest 10K in the world, but it's, it's you know. Still, it's still a thing, and, yeah. and he was like, I remember the first time he ran 10K, he was in an hour and 13 minutes. Mm. He said, mate, I'll never make an hour. I said, trust me, you will make an hour. Yeah, he yeah. said, you'll just dig a minute out and a minute out and 90 seconds out. And before you know it, you'll be running sub an hour. And just people, they like say, I think with anything, you should just challenge yourself. Like, just give yourself a fucking challenge. And, and I, that's what I felt recently. I'm like, all I've been challenged in is, is work. And don't be wrong, I love it. And every day is a challenge. It motivates me. I get up every morning and I'm fucking on it. Like, mm. right? But I need something else, like. And yeah. I'm just wondering what that something else is going to be. Because, you know. Well, well, like, no, you said that there, right? One of, my, uh, one of the guys I was in business with before we had a tattoo studio up in line, Sam, like Lee Davis, right? So Lee... He said to me in June, was it in tw- June 2018? No, was it 2018? Fuck, I don't know. Something like that anyway, I think. It was June 2018 or 2019. Or 2019 it was, yeah. Um, and uh, he messaged me. He's like, mate, just run my first miles. He, he never used to do weight training when I've never done any running. And he was quite heavy at this point, but he was fucking, like, he's about my dad usually. He was like 15, 16 stone, I think. And... Uh, he was like, oh, mate, I'm, uh, I just run my first mile, however long it was, like 12 minutes or something. He said, I don't know how the fuck you do it. He said, I could never, I, I reckon I could eventually run a mile at a decent pace, but I could never be somebody who runs for miles. That's right? exactly what he said to me. And I messaged him back and I said, 
what you just said was really fucking negative. I was like a hundred. I t- I'm telling you right now. So I, sp- I speak to him like that. He's not applying to me. He's my mate. Do you mean? But I said to him, I was like, you can fucking hundred percent. No, get you know, not just run a mile in a good time. I said you can build that up, get five k, ten k, and stuff. I said you just got to keep it going. I said this is your first run back. I said your body's just getting used to fucking running again. Literally, that was in June, right? In the October, I signed up for thirty five mile ultra marathon. That was the first one I'd done. He signed up for the marathon of the same race. The, I think it's the Gawa Gawa series, and I can't remember the name of it. But uh, he signed up for the marathon, and that was over a marathon. And he was like twenty eight points five miles or something it worked out that right it was all trail and the terrain was horrific right it was fucking muddy it was really it was like what i'd done the other day right? it was fucking terrible so you couldn't even run over it properly so the marathon started half hour after i did right um it took me like eight hours and 13 minutes to finish it right the entire thing now he was only doing the marathon so seven miles less but he he would have he would have beat me if we were running the same race right he'd have beat me so he not he literally went in the june to the october from running one mile in like 12 minutes and struggling to running fucking 28 on a trail and he would have beat me and I've been running for years, do you know what I mean? Mm. So like, it, it just goes to show, like I said, and he wouldn't even, I was fucked at the end of it, he wouldn't even that bad. And I said, I was like, see, that's that's just a testament for that. When you put your mind to it, you know, it's fucking mad the things you can achieve and when you've done it then, you like, you start to have faith in yourself to do more mm. and see, well, what else can I do? do you know yeah, what I mean? And that, that's pretty much what I would make Cobbley, uh, Got the mentality, Jamie Green got it as well. A stubborn cunt mentality, right? <laughs> yeah. My mate, oh my Corby, right? Uh, is good at everything. Mm. Uh, you put him on a football pitch, left foot, put him out wide on the wing, you look tidy. Mm. Pool, snooker, great. Um, cricket, I played cricket with him once. Uh, we went on a trip to Torquay with the Darkest Club and played yeah. cricket on this fucking, on the on this green. And he was fucking like fucking Garfield in my, in my fucking wedding, yeah. right? We did paddle boarding lessons in the fucking pool. Yeah. Me, Louis, and Carl, and Carl Richards nearly broke a fucking necks mm. about five times. Corby's going around like Vladimir Klitschko before <laughs> fucking Shannon yeah. Briggs knocked him yeah. off. <laughs> uh, to the extent where we went in the plow one Monday night after funeral, plow and arrow at a limbo dancing competition. Yeah. Don't ask me how, right? They had limbo dancing in the plow. Corby went in. And fucking, what was he like? He would swear he lived in Hawaii all his fucking life. <laughs> He's like, oh, look, can you go? Uh, and he smashed it, right? So him and Ryan did a ma- uh, half marathon. Half marathon. Half marathon. Half Swansea half marathon. Swansea half marathon. Paul Popham, five minutes for him. Well, no, he done a Cardiff one as well, didn't he? He done it before. He did, the, the year before, the Cardiff one was before. Right, so, so the he Cardiff did one, Cardiff first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we signed up for Swansea together, and I was training. Oh, Cobbley's didn't do a fucking thing. No, he, and when I say he didn't train, I mean he did not fucking train. And yeah, uh, and a he, week before, he went, I better start running, right? <laughs> and he went on one run around the block and said, fucking, I'm bored, right? Mm. The night before the race, he was up Charlie Shlou's house. Yeah, there's right? never a good sign. And they done, which you know is going to end in tears, they done a slab of carling. Yeah. And the rumours go, two grand to be out, right? Yeah. <laughs> the next day, not only did he go through that, right? He put, he'd never run before, so he went up uh, Sports Direct and bought Cadamore running shorts, yeah. but didn't put them on. He put them on the day of the race, right, and didn't realise they was the ones that go under the running shorts, right? <laughs> oh, his, cock, right? <laughs> his cock, right? His cock is out. His cock is see-through, right? 
It was like Jekyll where we went to Malia. Jekyll would wear white Man United shorts and wet them by the pool just to show the outline of his cock. Just to show off his massive touch. Probably said his cock is out. He said, I'm fucking mortified now because I'm in this art van and my cock is out. I'm pissed. We held up, right? And raced to Ryan. So Ryan's running. Ryan, we trained six months. Ryan runs past Gary Cobley, Cobley's brother. So Gary goes, where's cock? And Ryan went, he's fucking miles behind. Don't know where he is. Ten seconds later, Copley's behind him. I, right? yeah, I Copley let... done this half marathon in like a wreck, like time that was unbelievable. Because he went, I looked at his cell and I thought, don't know what, I'm going to fucking smash it. And he got his head down, boy. And just no mentality is so, yeah, Basically, We were on the start line together <laughs> in Swansea on Oxford Street, yeah? Yeah. And, um... What I had realised was I'd put my time down for two hours and I had run two half marathons in training previously mm-hmm. and realised that two hours was actually too slow for me. Like, yeah, yeah. So I was in the wrong pen. So you can imagine how you've done runs. Yeah. I was charging through every fucker, right? So, yeah, and excited as well as my first Like turbo run. Yeah. Uh, like fucking so, double leisure. Pressing the turbo button so all the time. Cobbley's Super came. Mario Kart. Cobbley's Hitting came. everyone with a green t- yeah, turbo yeah, yeah, Fucking elbows yeah. up in it. Yeah. So yeah. Cobbley's came with me and we were zigzagging through. And then when I came out on the Kingsway, and we had said beforehand we weren't going to run together. We were just going to run like, you know, and see what to me. So I just went off and I didn't look back like, so I thought I'd completely lost God, yeah. you know? And I remember coming up, I was coming along the, the, the front, along the prom, um, by where the flats are, opposite Meridian Tower, Meridian Bay and that, mm. and Gary Cobbley was there. And he goes, where's Carl? And I goes, fucking, I don't know where. Oh, yeah. Three God. days behind. So Carl I, Cobbley's on Thursday. <laughs> so when I fucking, I cross the finish line, and I'm walking into, you know, because they usher me through the pen then, yeah, right? Yeah. Grab my fucking medal and my my bag or whatever the fuck and my t-shirt and Gary Cobbley's walking inside the pen towards <laughs> me right and I'm thinking he's not meant to be in here yeah. I goes Gar what happened to your kid he goes he literally passed about 30 seconds yeah, he's in the banana he's in right. his wing he's got his back <laughs> she moved right down the other ground and yell I couldn't work it out I, I walked I, I, I'd run my missus because she was on the finish line with my kids now yeah. and, I, and I and it was just too busy like I said I'm going to walk around the corner go by Slater's meet me up there so I walked round up by Slater's. Fucking Cobbies is walking up with my missus and the kids. And I was like, how's this fucking happened? <laughs> I put everything I had into this. This cunt was off his head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you admit it? Some people are like that, man. Some people just fucking like they, they can just you just go and do it. You know what I mean? They don't have to and, and this is another thing, like uh like Lee that my mate who done it yesterday, that marathon, right? He never run more than been able to do that. It, this is it, right? He, he literally he never run more than like thirteen kilometers he said. I think that's like eight miles. Right, now, on, explain this, because I so don't yeah, know what right yeah, right, right, so, so, yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. Yeah, Alright, we're back in the room. What, what the fuck was he talking about? Uh, Cobley's uh, mentality. Ah, uh, your mate done something yesterday. Yeah, so my mate Lee Hanford, um, he literally, he, he's never run more than 13 kilometres, you know what I mean? And he was like, fuck it. He rang, rang me. He did say to me last week or something, he's like, I'm going to run a marathon soon. What, like, what's this idiot of? Fuck off. Just, he no. literally just wanted to do it just to see if he could, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he literally woke up yesterday morning. Thank you. 
Um, he, he woke up yesterday morning and he rang me. He said, right, I'm running a marathon today. And I, I to be honest... Oh, right, just decided that morning? Just decided that morning, yeah. He literally I like the way he works. <laughs> and I said to him, I was like, right, okay. And to be honest, right, I did doubt him. I doubted him because I thought, I, like, I know once you get the fucking... Like, he never run a half or anything like that. And I thought once he's getting 15 miles in or something like that, he's going to hit the fucking wall, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and he's going Yeah, and... Um, I said to him, I was like, right, where are you going? He said, uh, he's from Kamala, right? He said, oh, I'm running to Swansea from Pembrey, though, right? He's going to drop off in Pembrey and I'm running to fucking Swansea. I was like, right, okay. I said, right, I'll come run with you for X amount of miles and whatever. Because obviously, we were supposed to do this yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he said to me then, he was like, I said, I was like, lucky enough, I got nothing on now. And well, uh, I, it was my missus' birthday. Yeah. I forgot about it. I forgot it was <laughs> two o'clock in the afternoon. I said, right, we got to postpone. Go run a marathon or something, mate. <laughs> you know, I got to go to the fucking Texaco garage to buy my missus flowers. Yeah, he, he said to me, then, yeah, like this year, I went, right, okay, no worries. I'm going to join with you for the last fucking 10 miles or something. So I met him by CK's in Corkett. Well, just down a bit, actually. I met him down by the grill house. And uh, he was back come from, come out, like, uh, from Pem, uh, Pembrey, yeah, um, yeah, I think Pembrey, like, yeah. what's it called? Fucking mm. National Park, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Down there, anyway. He's on his toboggan, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair run, I'd run that myself from Swansea down to Clackley, that way. Fucking, do you know what? We're looking on a map as well, right? Because he, he, he ended up finishing in Mumbles, do you know what I mean? We literally finished in Mumbles and started in Pembrey on a map, it looks fucking mad. But um, yeah, I met him and he was his knee, uh, his ICL or something. Is he ACL? ACL, ACL. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that was playing up or something with his knee. So he was really, really struggling. Um, you know, and he was he was running. He was still keeping going, you know, stopping every now and again and stuff like that. And uh, when I done the 50 mile ultra, that's exactly what happened to me, right? My knee was gone. Uh, but I had the walking pulse to support me a bit. Yeah. He, he didn't. Um, I went and run, I ran and got him for him in the end. So I, uh, I went back, double back to the car, drove down by the front. Gave him the walking pause and he said these are fucking amazing. Do you know what I mean? He was like, he just took the pressure off his knee. Uh, but yeah, like I said, do you know what I mean? He's he woke up this morning that morning and just it hurt like fuck, but he managed to do it. And I think that's uh, we we think sometimes we need like preparation's good, uh, but sometimes I think we need to prepare prepare for stuff more than we actually do. Um, it comes to, it comes down to qualifications and things like that. Like a lot of the time, right? If you need going to be a doctor, you need to be qualified, right? You need to go to uni, you need to do all this different stuff and whatever. It's good to get those things, but a lot of the time we've got particular skills that we can utilize without fucking getting. You know, the qualifications are there just as a tick box to give us credibility when you know you're perfectly capable of doing said thing, these different things. Otherwise, like when it comes to a marathon, most people not say most people, a lot of people could do it. Um, you know, if they did a bit of training and stuff like that, and there are quite a lot of people which could still do it if they just decided to put themselves through a lot of fucking pain. Now, obviously, that's not sustainable. You wouldn't do that every week, and you know it's going to take you a while to recover. You're more likely to get injured and stuff. So you're minimising the risks, I think, when you uh, when you prepare for it. But um, yeah, you know, we're all a lot more capable of stuff than we realised. You know what I mean? I think that's that's what I've realised when I'm doing these. Stupid run. I'd be like Jane like Goody, I would. No one she done like signed up for London Marathon, done five miles and ended up in the St. John's. Yeah. <laughs> what fucking what scares me, right, is that number twenty six or what you just said command into mumbles, right? <laughs> that is ridiculous, isn't it? Mm, that ain't yeah. normal running, that's car that's day out. Yeah. That is a day out for the family day out. You know, going up McDonald's, Pembrey, Tomorgan, Beach Hall. Yeah, yeah. Not one run. Like, if it goes on the Park Tally Bridge, you probably never even notice it. You probably never even notice it. 
As we walk on that bridge, there's a sign that says, Hasta la Vera, points to the psychopath, 13 miles. I've, no, well, I, that's I, when I've I look that, at yeah, yeah, I look yeah. at it and I go, that. So I've got to go to Hasta la Vera, mm. and then I've still got another Hasta la Vera left to call it a marathon. Yeah, yeah. That is fucking <laughs> carnage. Yeah. It, like, it's, it's, it's all in the mindset, though, isn't it? Like, I think... You know, from my experience of running, is um, once I knew I could do it there in the head, mm. I was never worried about physically. Like, yeah. you know, I I think like I I, I remember the first time I ran ten k and I was like, fuck me, that's the worst thing I ever did. Like, you know, and then you just go right, okay, well, we'll we'll push on and we'll push on and we'll push on. And I think when I got to 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 run the mar- first marathon I did, I wasn't beaten mentally before it. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, I wasn't afraid. You know, and and then when I done thirty, I was like, no, I did twenty six point two. I can do thirty. Yeah, There's not yeah, a lot yeah. in that. You know what I mean? And and I think that, like, I I think that that helps you if if you believe in yourself. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. The first marathon I done right, like, and again, same thing. I I did about fuck at least ten half marathons. You know, uh, like over the years and stuff. Most of the time, I'd be turning up pissed up, do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. I went up to Cardiff one time, shagged a fucking Chinese bird. And then I was like, I, I was up till three in the morning with her. By nine o'clock, I'd run a fucking, I'd run the half mile. I'd have run, I'd have run a mile from her apartment to the start line because I was running late as well. Mm. So I'd run fucking 14.1 miles. I ended up doing a PB that time as well. But like most of those times, That's I'd fucking brilliant. Yeah. ends up going back on the apartment with a dim sum. <laughs> she hadn't even woke up for breakfast. You're banging her, you're banging her for the sixth time in the morning. I'd always win those ones, right? But when I came to a marathon, I was like you said, I was building it up to be this fucking massive thing. So obviously I thought it was double the distance and whatever, you know, I, I was building it up. Um, but I was always like, oh, I need to do more prep, I need to do more prep. And in the end, I just went, you know, oh fuck this. And I signed up for two in a month. So I signed up for um, a trail one and uh, the 10B long course run. So that, that it's supposed one. to be a bit of a minging run that is as well, isn't it? Horrible. Yeah. Really horrible. So really this this and so you don't know when they um right, so you know Iron Man yeah, is in yeah, TMB, yeah. but they do a long course weekend it's called, and then so yeah. right? they have the individual races, isn't it? That's so it, yeah, over three have, days. So the, it's over three days. So the cycle of say for sake will be on the Saturday. it'll be the yeah. swim cycle. Swim cycle run, yeah. So the swim will be on a Friday and then the cycle will be on a Saturday and then the and run. And you do the full weekend but you just do it in one it like yeah, yeah. I, I only done the run on that. But you can you can just do the run, right? See. I see. Yeah, I just done the run on the Sunday. Um like I said, first one and, and I was um who the fuck was I with? Uh I forgot his name, it will come back to me. Um, but yeah, we, like, we went down there and he's, you know, he's spread my uncle Dicko and Cheryl and then he, he said, he was like, fuck, he said, Ryan's like, he doesn't seem like mentally prepared because I had a couple of drinks the night before as well. I went to a wedding party um, I had a bit of a party with my ex missus's fucking mate. So I, I just weren't in the mood, do you know what I mean? I was like, uh, I just weren't up for it. Um, walked in the Tembe. Like I said, I was proper doubting myself. To my man got in my head as well. He's like, oh, you should, you know, you fucking shouldn't do it now. You haven't been training enough. It's an hour. I've got in my head about it. But I was like, no, I'm fucking still doing it. But as soon as I walked into Tembe, I turned the corner by the start line. All of a sudden, you've got this fucking, these people, you know, the, uh, like a band with the drums. Boom, 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 like that. Or, and it was literally like something just came over me. The, the drums kicked in. I seen the fucking crowd all cheering and this and that. And I thought, fuck this. So I was like, no, I'm doing this. And uh, and I you know and I did do it. I done it in four and a half hours or something like that. Four hours twenty five, and then 
the, the t- two weeks later, I had another marathon planned in, which was double the elevation, and it was on a trail, and I shaved off like 40 minutes from the time, just because like, the only two things that had changed um, was I went more prepared in terms of the, the, the kit I had with me, so I had like a backpack mm-hmm. with water and food and that. Um, and the other thing was just the, how I went into it mentally, do you know what I mean? Because I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, right, I've done this before, I know I can do it again. Um, and I was like, just one person in front of me, I was like, right, I'm just going to focus on overtaking this person. And then the next person, I was like, I'm going to overtake this person. And I just fucking kept doing that as long as possible. But like, you know, that was when I thought, you know what, where else can this go? What else, what other things am I able to achieve? So like, obviously it came to like ultra marathon. That's when I started doing these stupid challenges, like a fucking mile bear crawl. Um, I yeah, I saw that last like that. week and I was like, cause at first I was like, what the fuck's a bear crawl? Not <laughs> easy. Yeah, but I, like, I know... For a mile, though. Yeah, but last... Look, dude, no, listen to me, dude. I said it looked easy. <laughs> I know that they were easy, which is why I didn't go. You know what I mean? Like, what? Yeah. But, yeah, I know. You know, it looked... And it was been in there as well, so it was yeah. probably, like, minus fucking 15. It was 15, fucking freezing. Yeah. Like, the worst fucking place. Do you know what, though, right? It weren't as bad as I thought it was going to be, right? Because, like, I put the two up, right? I put the two... Um, on, on a poll on Instagram. So basically, I put up a thing ages ago. I said, right, people give me fucking random challenges. I'm going to add them to a list. I'm going to do them over, over time. Um, so, like, you know, I've done, I've got, like, our max burpees, um, fucking barefoot runs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but then the two I had was a mile, the mile burpee jump on a mile bear crawl. Right? So I put the two up against each other. And most people voted for the, well, it was quite even. You know, there's a lot of votes on either side. But most people voted for the bear crawl. I went, fucking hell. I was like, that's the easier one out of the two. I was like, the mile yeah, no one the burpee. Bear crawl sounds good. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, the, the mile burpee ones, right? Fuck, I, I worked it out right, on average, right? It's just 1,600 metres in a mile. I think that's right, Nurse. I think you asked about yeah. all, man. I think it's 1,600 metres in a mile, right? Like, I would have to do a burpee and jump for a metre, and that's going to t- that's going to be 1,600 burpees. Right? I'm not going to jump a metre. Especially not towards the end. Well, this is it. If you're talking, it's going to be like 3,000 fucking burpees, and it took me an hour before to do 660 or something like that. Right. It's, I would be here fucking all day, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, I, I just, I'm so glad everybody chose the bear crawl. The, fu- the thing is, I am going to do the burpee one, I just, I'm not up for it, you know what I mean? I, I've just got to, like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it at some point, probably in the summer when I've got a day spare, but I'm not looking forward so to it. So the one the couple of baffled me was the two barefoot ones. Yeah, yeah. Because they're both different, but, so like, one of them, the ice one, who mm. just decided off the op, in the, because it was snowing, yeah, you're just going to go and run. Yeah, yeah, I, um, no, I'll tell you what it was, actually, it was one of the, Somebody I've gone in, so I can't remember who it was now. Um, fuck, yeah, they, they met, they mess. oh, Adam Merriman it was, actually, yeah. He messaged me after I'd done some sort of run in the morning. Can't remember what I was doing, but I'd done some sort of, like, run or whatever. Um, and he said, I want, to, I want to see you do that, barefoot later. I love that. Adam Merriman, fucking, yeah, fucking Uncle Albert. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know anybody having this fucking pulled gravy over a Sunday dinner. I want you to do that. Who fuck? Who fucking mother you can't? Don't do me. Worst thing is, right, when somebody says that to me, right, I literally, I look, I look at it and I go, fuck's sake, I've got to do it now. Do you know what I mean? You said I'm a stubborn cunt in our head. Like, I get Come over and do my dishes yeah. barefoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. I get it in my head and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck's sake, i got to do it now. Do you know what I mean? But it, it was, it weren't that bad. I, I, every now and again, I was checking my, I was literally like fucking stopping. <laughs> poking my feet to be like right can I fucking feel this now because I thought they, they were, it was quite like 
I, 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 was, I thought this is, seems too easy, do you know what I mean? When I was running on the ice, it was horrible. When it was, it was on the soft snow, we weren't too bad. But um, I was poking my feet like that. I was like, right, I can feel that. So they haven't fucking, they haven't gone numb yet. So I just carried on. I did a mile. I thought, fuck it. I was like, I'm doing 5K now. Carried on, done 5K. Got back to the house. And I had, um, so I Googled it, right? Because I had this really weird tingling sensation. I was like, what does frostbite fucking you know thing like whatever and it's by the way google is bad for i've had cancer twice that is exactly what i was like i was looking at google right show me four was a fucking frostbite it was chop our empties and i'm like oh here we go but i it said frost nip I think I had frost nip which is like an early onset of frostbite oh, so as long as you dry your feet you warm them up gradually uh, it says just basically dry your feet off fucking don't put them in hot water put them in just like warmish water um, you know put socks on stuff that, that stuff like that and it, it's yeah. alright then do you know what I mean so I, I, you know, the next morning they were a bit dodgy Brother, now they were fine. There was no injuries, no fuck. Well, I was expecting to see a needle. I'd run around Penn Land tonight. Yeah. I was expecting to see a fucking needle yeah. coming out. Unbelievable, isn't it? Dog shit. Frost. That would be me. I'd end up pulling my fucking boiling hot water and I'd be like the guy from Mr. Deeds with the big black fire. Next day, I'd be devastated. You know, like, fucking get in. And you've done like a barefoot. In the summer as well, I go. Yeah, I've done um, what, I'm trying to think. I've done a five k, a ten k. I don't know if I've have I done a half marathon. No, I, fuck, I can't remember. It was like a like a barefoot, but you were like fucking. Oh no, I'm a fucking mud. baby. I, I can't take ten Half half marathon, yeah, it was. I, I done and the, that's just wrong to go. I like. I think I done the five k. I I, I think I skipped the ten k and went straight to half marathon. Mm. Um. I might be as you do I'll have to, yeah I can't, I can't fucking think about it I'm sure I'll have to have a look at my Strava and see what I've done but um, it, it must have it must have been half mad because it, barefoot it half mad and I got I, I see you do yeah it's it must barefoot have barefoot half mad and run the goa yeah. and you filmed their feet not like some people has new trainers and he films himself walking <laughs> on the ice cream with a gazelle he was knee deep in fucking cow shit with my fucking hobbit feet now 10 games the first one actually and then the I think the uh, second one was the half marathon. I think that's what it is. I did that over five and a half. But um, yeah, I know that because my feet were fucking battered after it. But what was interesting, I think when I'd done the first one, like the 10K or whatever it was, um, like I, I didn't feel anything on my feet. Remember? I put I put Psytrance on on the fucking head, my headphones. I was just in the zone. I was running over. Of course, you were a massive trance fan. I fucking love trance. You were Rico. It's only you and Rico on the trance. Oh, Josh Grace as well. And right. Andy Roberts. But they, they're the ones who got me into it, to be fair, right? They, Andy's been all over the fucking world with, uh, with trance events. Same with Gracie as well, but he's got a kid now, so. He's not allowed to go anymore. Mm. He's fucking gutted. But me, me and him went to Hong Kong. You bring the above and beyond technical shit. The, the first, the yeah, first yeah. trans set I ever heard. Go on. Randomly. Was on a Dreamscape box set. Okay. Right? Yeah. We talked about 96. Yeah. yeah, go on. But maybe a little later than that. You know, we've been on 96, yeah. 97. Mark E.G. Uh, big. Right? Big at the time. Yeah. yeah and yeah. actually, because obviously it was... Um, I don't know if... Right, I'm talking like you may not know what I'm talking about, right? So we, no, we were... Right? 27. Jesus right, okay. Johnson. <laughs> so, so yeah, so in 96, like I was 16 or 17, you know, fucking up, he was fucking a baby. But 
there was we had, Dreamscape would like it'd be a big live event, right? Like a live music event. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Right? I know about Dreamscape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, where you'd buy the box sets then, right? Mm. So they'd come with like sixteen cassettes and them, right? Yeah. So you'd, so have, you'd have, have the whole night. You'd have the whole day, right, and the different, uh, the different uh, stages. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, you'd get some drum and bass on there, like Groove Rider and shit. Yeah, like yeah that. Fabio. And then you'd have the hardcore stuff like DJ Sai and fucking Slipmap and all that stuff mm. and. For whatever one this was, they had a bit of trance on it, and I just remember liking that Mark E. G. Yeah, yeah. Cassette tape. That's my trance story. Anyway, above and beyond. Yeah, I was gonna say they they the fucking. It, that's what got me into trance, right? I fucking absolutely love it. Like me and Gracie, uh, we went to I went to Hong Kong, right? So we were going for Virgin Atlantic at the time. Uh, we went to Hong Kong. Um, we fucking we paid hundred and forty nine quid, right? Because you work for Virgin, you basically you get like instant upgrades. Um, if there's nobody in like pre- uh, the uh, premium fucking thing, Paddy knows about class. this. Paddy knows we about know this. Generally, we know all. It to the point where uh, it comes to the point where it goes on how high up you are in Virgin with the staff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, our mate Denny is in first class, yeah. and a girl who like is like an S S is sitting on the seat where next to the toilet. <laughs> yeah. She's drinking shot, he's drinking champagne, eating fucking lobster, and because she's an S S, she's literally, they said, oh, we've got one fucking seat left, and it's the seat where the S S is set. <laughs> no, they put it up the green, yeah, yeah. and she's sitting there, and then he's fucking drinking Corvassier. <laughs> fucking great. That's what me and him were like, Gracie, right? we were literally, we've we done it on a budget as well, right? We both scared at the time, but we were like, right, it's fucking in, you know, we're gonna pay for the ticket for Hong Kong. We're gonna go for four days. It's 149 quid for the return flight, right? And he said, hopefully we'll get up the class. Right? So we were in the. Um, he said, right when we got the airport, he was like, right, we've got fucking first class. He said, we're in the lounge now. He said, fingers crossed, nobody upgrades. So we're in the lounge. Fucking hell, we had we had having steak, grabbing all this stuff. No, tell me, I, I was fucking vegan at the time, so I didn't have steak. What? Why were you not surprised? I stopped that. I stopped that. I know. Yeah, but fucking. Yeah, we had amazing food, made of drinks or whatever. Like we, that we literally drank. Each of us, we probably had hundred and fifty quids worth just from the fucking the restaurant mm. before we got on the flight. On the flight, then three course meal, um, passion fruit martinis. Literally fell asleep. <laughs> fell asleep drinking under me because yeah. we've been drinking for so fucking long. I was just pissed Smash, on my head. Yeah. Um, we got we got to Hong Kong then, right? And you should have seen the fucking place I booked. Right on on the photos, looked amazing, right? Looked in, in for what for the value, right? I'll be honest. It, it was like 112 quid for four days for the fucking two of us. You told me 50 quid each. I didn't tell Gracie that. I think, I think I just, we booked it. I said, look, I know, we'll cover that or whatever in a bit. Um, we were walking off the flight like absolutely yeah. fabulous. Yeah, yeah, honestly. <laughs> we, we, we had a fucking premium treatment and stuff, right? And then all of a sudden we get into Hong Kong and we ended up in the blind and mice of Hong Kong, right? Literally, it was TST, it was, uh, was the abbreviation, it was like TC or something, I don't know. But... Basically, you had like an Indian market in the middle of fucking uh, Hong Kong. And you know, like you'd imagine in like New Delhi, where there's about 30 Indians and they fucking come on to you, right? Like in the daytime, they're like, ah, oh, do you want to buy a suit? They're trying to fucking measure up. Do you want yeah. to buy a snap watch? Oh, no, 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 no. You had to go into this Indian market then and there's four, the way that, with Hong Kong's weird, right? It's all, it's all apartment buildings. So you've got like, you know, basically four Devati flats just fucking mm. in one building and there's four elevators then in each corner of the market going up to these different floors and then you've got all apartments and stuff and hotels, hostels upstairs. So we had to go through this fucking Indian market. Now they're trying to sell us everything. We got up to the 10th, 14th floor, whatever it was. 
fucking hell, you should have seen it, right? The photos compared to what it was, right? It was literally like a, it was like a crack den. It was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> the shower was over the toilet, right? The toilet, the fucking toilet, the bathroom was the size of this table. And the shower was over the top of the toilet. I'm like, there's no fucking drainage plug in here, right? <laughs> so I went up to the guy, I said, oh, and they told us they upgraded us. I said to him, I was like, mate, I was like, where's the fucking, I said, where do we have a shower now? I said, it's over the toilet. Yeah, I can deal with that. But I said, where's the fucking plug for it to go out? He said, haha, don't worry, man. I was like, all right. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. The bathroom, by the time we left, but the fucking water was up to there yeah. in the bathroom. It was flooding into the room. But literally, my mate, he was laughing. We were laughing our heads off, right? We said, we looked at each other, we, and it was boiling hot, no air con. We looked at each other, right? We said, oh, fuck this. I was like, we should just go out. We're like, yeah, yeah, let's just get out here. Yeah, fuck it. Put the bags down, fucked off. Karaoke bar till two or three in the morning. Come back, boiling hot. We chucked like Brave Art on or something, right? To fucking go sleep, to, uh, you know, go sleep too. We looked at each other, we went, should we go back out? Yeah, fuck it. Back in a pack karaoke bar till seven, eight in the morning. But what's funny, right? There's no cock the one all neon and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, br- yeah brilliant setting. But we, we literally, we got back to the fucking hotel then, right? And the guys are in the Indian market, right? When you, it's mad. It's the same people, right? They're there from nine in the morning till fucking stupid o'clock in the morning as well. Mm-hmm. But in the daytime, they're trying to sell you suits and watches. In the nighttime, they're like, ah, Oh, do you know, oh, suit, char- they say suit watch, Charlie, Charlie. I mean, you you go like, oh, you are, fuck it. And uh, it's mad, I mean, they chase That's you. That's nothing like line of ice. They don't sell suits in the day. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, we were laughing, there was one guy, he was there day and night, it didn't fucking matter. We, were say, we said to him, we were like, mate, do you fucking sleep, right? Because you said, you said, trying to sell me a suit this morning, now you're trying to sell me three and a half. <laughs> it was just, you know, it was a bonkers place. But uh, yeah, we, we literally travelled there to see above and beyond. Fucking unbelievable experience. Good though. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, fuck yeah. Bit, like. I think when you go to these places where they haven't got much money, I think you like, it comes in, right, when we went to Mexico, uh, the bar staff absolutely loved us. And I don't want to say, oh, look, yeah, they loved us. They were used to American people with no manners, American kids with no manners, going up there, no please, no thank you. All of a sudden, they got 20 boys from Swansea. This is before, hmm. this was actually before Mexico before was fashionable, Mexico. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, all of a sudden, they got 20 boys from Swansea, who not only give you a please and thank you, they tip you hmm. after every drink. One guy said he was working, like he was working a night in some fucking, whatever, he was working, pizza parlour. And we all said, we'll pay your wages for tonight. Just stay here with us. We stuck a set the kit with him. He was like, he was like cadet, would he? Yeah. He was like the cardio and cadet. He would count it all. All he did, he took a night. He went sick with the pizza parlor. We just got him fucking hammered on fucking tequila. Yeah. Like the Osborne's like. You just you know, go and play them things. I, I used to do it every night. Like, because like five dollars to to me was like about two pound fifty at the time. Yeah, yeah. But to them was quite a bit of money. Like, yeah, yeah. And I'd walk in and it'd be fucking four deep at the bar full of yanks, right? And I'd I'd fucking lean over the bar to like where we were all standing, and I'd go, all right, mate, and I'd drop five dollars in the tip jar, mm. and that guy then for the rest of the night would fucking lean over these four stuff. What do you want, mate? Yeah, yeah. I like fucking give me Budweiser and fucking four tequilas. And then at the end of the night, I'd do the same thing again. Yeah. yeah. But I'd make sure like that I, I was talking to him and give it to him. And it was only a little bit, but they fucking loved us for mm. that type of thing. Like I remember doing it in Coco Bongos. The photo was up on yeah, fucking yeah, Facebook yeah. last week, right? We were in Coco Bongos. Mm. And it's the most crazy place I've ever been in my yeah, life. Yeah, it's Have you ever been to Mexico? I am in Mexico, no. no I, right. I know Coco Bongos. So, right? this, yeah. obviously, this place like Coco Bongos is like a nightclub 
a cabaret, yeah. a fucking, I don't know, it's like a musical, it's everything, right? Yeah. All in one, right? Stuck in the 90s, right? Because they've still got a guy dressed as the mask. The mask, okay. yeah. no so It's not like, it's not really on trend. Yeah. But now, so it's, yeah. it's like you're there, you're fucking dancing like fuck the fucking music one minute, and then all of a sudden the music stops and fucking some guy comes swinging through like fucking Jack yeah. Sparrow. Yeah. Like, you like know, to remind you. Yeah. yeah. I'll, uh, and they, they, they played... It's got it's getting all in you by Nelly, yeah. Him and Cobbley got naked. Twenty of us got kicked up. Yeah, the only people who had naked were Cobbles. You'd think you'd be able to get naked in high school, but no, they don't. Cobbley was on like the swing rope with that. <laughs> this is you know what I mean. So there was a guy I noticed. We walked in the Coco Bar. Was it's one of those places you pay like twenty dollars to get in, and then mm. your drinks are fucking free. But there's one bar, man, and about 400 people trying to get fucking yeah, served, yeah. right? So I, I saw the fucking scam early. But there's guys walking around, like the Ghostbusters with backpacks on, yeah. fucking beers and that. So I, I grabbed the boys, I said, right, fucking give me $10 each, right? Which was, say, one a lot. It was only like, yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. like a fiver at the time, right? Mm. And I walked up to this guy and I said, mate, how much for you to be your barman for the night? And he goes, oh, how many of you? I said, 18. He said, oh, you got sale price. And it basically was half of what I had on me. Yeah. So I gave him the half, and I pocketed the other half. And I said, mate, I'll give you another one of those at the end of the night if you look after us. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, we did not move. You think he's going to Honest the fuck, he's running on screw it and everyone. Yeah. <laughs> he was fucking, yeah, he was yeah. like, he was pouring shots out of this backpack. He was fucking giving to me the dentist chair. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was like 10 chair. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking brilliant. But like you say, you got to, and if treat, treat people with respect, no matter where you are in the world, yeah, yeah. you treat people with respect, they'll respect you as well. And so like, we we fucking, we loved that guy. By the end of the night, he loved us. And we and I, that other money that I had, mm. I wedged, as we were getting kicked out, I was yeah, like fucking yeah, swinging yeah. it at him. Yeah. Like a, that, and they loved Ryan in the hotel. So like the day before, they went on a fishing trip. Ryan come back with like a fucking 86 pound tuna. <laughs> and Ryan walked in the hotel, Caddy in this fucking tuna. Not like the film The Beach. Yeah, yeah, where yeah, he yeah, just yeah. comes like plonks a big fish from the bar. Ryan, it was this bar full of wagons. Ryan over the fucking, this girl from Ohio's head and slams the tuna on the bar, right? Yeah. And they all went, oh, we'll, we'll take that tuna and we'll cook it for him. Yeah, yeah. Right? And we were like, fuck yeah. So just fucking cook. It's cut on the fucking Pacific Ocean. I don't know where they've gone to the local fucking fish market and said, we got a fucking 80 pound tuna here. Yeah, give yeah. us a grand. We'll give these fucking scampion chips. Yeah. We, was, we, we was all on the table and chairs like, tonight we eat. And all that. <laughs> fucking brilliant. It was the yes. illusion that he was cooking for us. Like, like you say, if you know how to play it, do you know what I mean? Like the, and I think this is a Welsh thing as well. Like, totally agree with like, it. You said Americans, not like, not the, the fucking... Even the English, you know, like it. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. England, especially, do you know what I mean? It's like, they go up to Magnus and you'll always, like, you know, they're from Birmingham and stuff like that. Typically, they're always loud, they're always fucking rowdy and stuff like that. I was in, I was in Margaret, actually, when I was, fuck, probably about, sen- I was 17 at the time, actually, about 10 years ago. Fuck, it's mad to say. Mm. But we're out there, and uh, a couple of English blokes out there, let's say about 15 of them, they're on a stag dress, the Smurfs, right, the fucking painted blue and whatever. And, uh, like, you know, well, Welsh boys, when you go on a stag, right, we're rowdy. But like you know, you you still nice. pricing it. Do you know what I mean? Nice. Like oh, you know, fuck, sorry mate, whatever. You might have the odd fucking scrap, whatever. But like nine times out of ten, you you quite you know you're right with everyone. Uh, whereas these boys, they were like they were fucking starting on everyone. They were just being cunts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they they battered somebody on the strip the night they were dressed up as Smurfs in Maga. But then they come back to the hotel 
Um, and then they battered the security guard in the hotel, went to bed, but they woke up with the civil guard, right, well, three, four in the morning. Civil guards absolutely battered Lended the tons. Because we seen them down the fucking beach then, three in the, three in the afternoon. Had nothing on them other than their suit outfit, their, their smooth outfits, right, still fucking covered in blue and shit. They're trying to shower on the beach to get it off. And, uh, like, it was me and two of the boys, and because a few of the boys dropped out, we had three birds come with us. They'd done their own thing. And they were speaking to them, and they told us later on, they said, fuck, they were like, those boys, they were like, they, they fucking passports and suitcases and stuff are still in the hotel, they won't let them have them, and they've kicked them out now, we have to have to batter them, they're just stuck on the beach, like, but, you know what I mean, it's like, with Welsh boys, like you said, it, it doesn't happen as often, I don't think, I think we're a lot more, you know, we're rowdy to an extent, but we're a bit no, more chilled, nice English, yeah. English boys yeah. are just fucking, mm. I think it's a difference. You uh, never get anything in life by being a fucking prick to people like you mm. know what I mean and yeah. um, I know we can all do dull shit like but I, I was always brought up to our manners with people like you know so especially like first time I meet people I'm always over the top like polite you mm. know what I mean I just, how are you yeah nice to meet you and I shake hands because I think first impressions count don't I? and I'm the same even when I'm away like that like you know what I mean I'd be fucking leathered in Benidorm but when I go to the bar I'm like thank you very much uh, grasses and I'm polite yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. I just think that type of thing stays I, I did bar work yeah. and you, you you fucking deal with enough fucking pricks like you know what I mean so if someone's nice to you you're like oh fuck he's alright isn't he and you will look to look after the men after that yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I think it just comes out it's just a great thing but I think yeah I think we are I think by nature like you know we can all say we can all do dance shit but mm. mostly go boys and me you mm. know what I mean yeah I, I, I like to think anyway, like, you know what I mean? I always try to live my life that way. You know? Yeah, you think you do find it though, when you go to like, um, I don't know, they're not supposed to festival, but if you go abroad, people do say, they're like, oh fuck, we love the Welsh, you know what I mean? But we don't mm. like the English. Like, I have heard that a few yeah, times when I've gone fuck, places. Yeah, 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 like, you know, Scottish, you know, when we've spoken to Scottish birds, for example, on all day, or Irish birds, do you know what I mean? They, they speak to us, they're like, oh, we love the Welsh, and they've got fucking English, so bunch mm. of pricks, do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. It's like, it is, it's always, it's it, mad, it, you it it's like, in the whole country, and <laughs> in one fucking, in one little yeah, bracket, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a boy at work, as a Polish guy, <laughs> Polish guy works with us, and he's a nice guy, hard for me, because he don't get my ref, like, uh, you don't get my fucking oh you're giving him Toy Story 3 references I'm sharing a band with him I'm singing the theme to the Raggy Dolls and he haven't got a clue what I'm all about right he don't know what the fuck's happening but one of the boys were on today and said damn um, he argued with a Romanian boy in town and like he went on to this Polish boy and said do you like Romanians Romanians, what are they like? And I'm thinking, there's probably about 8 million people in <laughs> Can we not just tarn the old people right going, no, Romanians are cats. Like, surely there's got to be some tiny Romanians, like, innit? You can't just tarnish an old country with Romanians are wankers. And, which funny enough, I had loads of fucking, I've had actual, shouldn't you be saying this, but I finished with them now, so no man. So, I used to work with Provident. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, finished with them now. And um, otherwise, I would not be saying this fucking story, right? But with problem, you had like a security security person who would look after like the inter- you know, dealing with money, and it so like every now and again off the op, they could come to the house mm-hmm. and check you tin yeah. for money. You know, fucking great. I was probably lucky that they come when they did. They come to my house a couple of times. You know, mm-hmm. problem with me is. If I phone in the Chinese, local Chinese, but we don't accept card, yeah, yeah. right? So if I've only got 
if I got no money and they're coming in with Singapore Chow Main, I'm going in the Provident Tin and taking 20 quid. <laughs> so technically, if that security person comes to the fucking tin, I'm fucked, I'm 20 pound down again, sack, but it never happens to every club, so <laughs> like that. But with the Romanians, who caught the Romanians, and um, you do a loan for a Romanian family, it was quite like, mm. it was quite like good customers, like, you know. But I went there one day, and it was a couple of stories, so in Hanover Street, you go to this, you go to do a loan, mm. and the only way I can describe it is, have you ever seen Taker? Yeah, yeah, from yeah, Taker. yeah. Where like Liam Neeson goes into this fucking house, it's just full of fucking Romanians everywhere. Yeah, like so as like, if they got uh, sex slaves in there. So there's like four stories to this house. All families are living in different rooms. I'm in the living room, right? The three grand in my fucking back pocket, right? And they all playing card. They all play Duke They all playing cards with Ginger Williams. Right? <laughs> Downstairs, all these Turks, and I'm doing a loan for a family upstairs, right? So I do the loans and all that. Guy can't speak a word of English, but he wants the loan. So I says to his wife, say, um, oh, well, right, you tell me the details. I'll give him the loan. Dr. Pet, or what's the worst that can happen? Right? <laughs> so three weeks later, uh, the security guard, great guy, uh, the new security woman, Tracy, love her to death. She's fucking great. Uh, but the old security guy, Glenn, I like them, got on with him, old army guy, old ex-policeman. So you scooting guys. She phones me up Monday, said, Pad, random spot check. Uh, we're gonna go to a random house and we're gonna ask some questions. Mm. Fucking brilliant. Where are we going? Tell no Penland? No, we're going to um Yag Yagoslav Sepochek <laughs> on Adam <laughs> Street. I went, this could end in tears, right? <laughs> so me and this fucking guy walks in. Uh, so the guy, the Romanian guy, looks at me, says, Oh, hello, my friend, hello, my fat friend, how are you? Yeah. And this guy looks at him, and it's just like a me- well, it's not even a Mexican standoff, it's a Romanian standoff. <laughs> so this like security guy got to ask this geezer questions, right? <laughs> he can't speak one word of English. So he's talking to him, and his wife said, Oh, his wife is trying to give me the five pound payment, right? And I'm like, oh, just have a word with Glenn here. So Glenn looks at the man, are you Radoslav? And he went, looks at his wife, and his wife says, yeah. Yes, he said, yes, I am Radoslav, right? So he said, uh, just a couple of questions. How did you hear about Provident? Radoslav looked him in the eye, he went like, ah, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and he meant Wednesday pigs, right? <laughs> so, so like the screaming Glenn, the screaming guy looks at me, he goes, This stunts all right. Uh as five minutes of nothing. Like literally, he's talking Romanian, he's talking English, goes up there, he went with the greatest respect, Pad, right? How did he manage to have a loan without speaking English? I said, You're not to believe this, he's trying it on. He's got better English than William Shakespeare. <laughs> He's only doing this because here we are. Manus job I've ever had. Fucking crazy. Living by your wits every week. Uh, how did you hear about Provident? Wednesday. That was me done. I thought, I'm fucking gone. I'm done and dusting. I've had a great day, Jim. I'll take the speedboat. I'm losing my job. Fucking Romanian fucks. Never trust them. That's a fucking great way to get out of it, that was not it? Yeah, no. yeah, brilliant, man. Oh, oh, fuck, I kept that job. I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> so how how do you get, right, to, into becoming, like, a mindset coach? And what does that sort of, 
How does that differentiate? Explain it to people who wouldn't understand what what what, yeah. that, what, what goes with it. Yeah, I mean, so like obviously the, you know we're all the different stuff I do with the challenges, pushing myself, getting out of the comfort zone, all that kind of stuff. It's it's you know with my own story, obviously. Um, you know, I, I, I always like I always wanted to set up a business beforehand anyway. I always knew I wanted to work myself when I was in college and stuff like that. Um, but you know, when I finished college, oh sorry, one of the college courses I'd done was entrepreneurship. Uh, I ended up setting up a tattoo studio off the back of that. Uh, basically, when the tattoo studio went fucking tits up, do you know what I mean? I was, me, me and the business partner were getting on, you know, loads of stuff going on with it, and I was in a really fucking you know bad bad place mentally. Um, you know, and to be honest, looking reflecting back, I could see how it was, you know, a depressive state of mind. You know what I mean? It was like a very mild depression. Like, cause I, I worked with people after that in like in that sector. Uh, you know, I would I don't I wouldn't say it's a bad depression because I've seen some people who can't fucking leave the house. Do you know what I mean? So, um, you know, it was a mild depression, but uh, I was in you know bad way. So I started selling drugs because literally I could see the business was going to go down the fucking panny. I knew they were going to go elsewhere and stuff. So started doing it. How did we get into that? Just for money, wise. Just yeah, for money yeah. Purposes, like just just for money. Yeah, literally, we we would go to Greenfields mm-hmm. and we thought, fuck it, we'll you know like um go in there, take some my thing or whatever, just to try and get some you know money, and then we did it. Um, and does then, well. <laughs> does well. Yeah, does, does well. Yeah. And because of the business was like I said, we were both there. I knew they were gonna fuck off and go elsewhere. I carried on doing it when I got home, so I wouldn't do it much with it. Do you know what I mean? But it was literally just, uh, just doing a bit of money. And in my head, it was like right, and like a nest egg for when they you know go elsewhere or whatever. That I'm not left in the lurch. I'm not left in debt. You know, if I sat there and worked it out. I didn't stand to lose much with the business at all. It was just me, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's worry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I totally lose worry. worry. No fucker's gonna judge you, and yeah, for fucking. No, and that, and that was it. You know, I mean, we, um, you know, I, I ended up doing it. Like I said, I was pissed up one night for one of the boys' birthdays, and uh, I walked into Fiction, and they were doing fucking swab tests on the hand. They came up and they had stuff on me, and I didn't realize. So I was pissed up in my head. I had like seven individual bags on me, and they were like that. Oh, okay, straight in cuffs, fucking, no. Who yeah, does I, this, uh, the bouncers or the old bill? I can't remember, I was that drunk, to be honest. Yeah. I think it was the old bill, though. I think it was the police, yeah. I, I suppose the bouncers, yeah, the bouncers old, they radio it in. And I think it was something like that, yeah. Mm. And they, I think they had police officers then, and they called more, something like that it was. I kept, to be honest, I, I honestly I was so fucking drunk that night. It, it was a, like a proper blur. Um, but yeah, they kept me in a the cell then from 10 o'clock on Saturday night till fucking 3 p.m. on a Monday when they let it took me straight to court. Uh, and then I was I had to go to as in like local Swansea cell no Swansea food cell. fuck all yeah no I had like little microwave meals really terrible oh Russell's burgers I don't mind that I'll fix you tomorrow oh. same grabs my <laughs> oh I was fucking yeah I was in there for like, a couple of days went to court um, came out still in the clothes then from Saturday night and they said you're going to go to Crown Court in a couple of weeks I thought they asked me fuck the neck so um like I, a couple of weeks later, I said went, like went in, went to prison, done fucking I twenty eight months um because of the the amount it was and stuff like that, um so twenty eight months I served nine. Where they send it? Uh, I'm very lucky with my sentence. I was in uh, Swansea for five weeks, which is hanging. So is sh- yeah, fucking shit. Yeah, dude, I had a missus at the time as well. Do you know what I mean? I thought oh, she's fucking definitely up dragging whatever. Do you know what I mean? You just get you get in your own head about that. But um, I was there for five weeks, and then they had a knock on the door one day then. And they said, all oh, right, uh, you're off the press guide. I went, fuck, no, all right. They said, I'll stay here. No, Do you know what I mean? No, the two boys, boys, yeah, the two boys, <laughs> two boys yeah. in the cell with me. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, they were like, ah, he's going. And I went, what's, what's he trying to get rid of you? They were like, oh, no, they were like, you want to go here, trust me. 
And um, I think it was because I had under 30 months and because it was uh, like a low-risk offence, first offence and stuff like that, they literally shipped me up there. I was there for about five days. Just let people know, press guard is the open. Open prison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It basically, it's the butlins of prisons, do you yeah, know what I mean? Right. It's like an old army camp up in the middle of like Pontypool. No <coughs> fucking fences, just out the bound signs. Obviously, you can't go out the bounds, mm. like, but it's in just surrounded by a fucking forest. It's, you know, it's a nice place to go in that respect. But, um, you know, we, like, uh, they, I was there for a couple of days. They shipped me back to Swansea because they'd fucked up on the paperwork. Let's not skip over... Because it's a massive part. Let's mm. not skip over mm. being in fucking prison now in Swansea. Yeah. Like, cause like, you were just saying, I did this and I did that. How the fuck did you find it? Mm. Like, let's go. Like, I've never been down, but I know really close people. Like, I've mm. been to prison enough time visiting people, as in family members and yeah. friends, that that's a fucking massive part. And probably oh, is yeah. a reason why you where you are today like so when they're yeah. telling you you go to crown mm. and they said was you expecting to go down well that, that that's what said no i didn't know do you know what I mean but people said to me they were like oh look fucking say as the saying goes you go to crown you're going down type thing mm. and i thought fucking hell and, but to be honest the, the solicitor i had he, he was giving he's filling me full of optimism he was he was like oh yeah you'd be fine now he said you know we're going to do this and that blah 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 whatever you plead guilty there uh yeah i pleaded guilty they get caught fucking yeah, right yeah, yeah, back yeah. it was but um they uh I I, I had um oh, I can't remember one of the heart sons he's a barrister and uh when I went to see him I went to see him about two weeks before, like two weeks later because he was going to crown and uh I said oh you know blah 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 this and that and stuff and he was like so what is it the solicitor told you and I ran him through it he said mate he's like I'm going to be perfectly honest with you he said I wouldn't listen to fucking word he said. He was like, there's about 5% chance you're not going to prison. <laughs> and I was like that. I mean, I was there with my mother and father. We were all like, oh, okay. And um, he said, he was like, look, word of warning. He was like, just take a bag with you. Because he said, you know, be prepared because you are pretty much going to prison. But um, he How's said... How's that feel? Scary. How old were you at the time? I was 21 at the time. Kid. Uh-huh. 21 at the yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, I was literally, like, I remember I was in the, I was like, so I was on tag as well. They had, they had me on yeah. tag remand. So I, was, I, got, I had to be on by like nine o'clock in the night. I was in the Marquis until 20 to fucking nine every night. You know what I mean? With like, you know, a couple of people, you know, having a few pints. I, was, I remember I was driving having three or four pints, fucking taking a pint glass and fucking driving home. You know what I mean? And uh, I driving home with a pint glass. I've still got 40 fucking Marquis glasses in the house from it. But I didn't realise. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't realise how much it was fucking, it had affected me. Do you know what I mean? I, I like, with, with the stuff with the fucking tattoos do, do all of that. And then, you know, with all that going on as well, I didn't realise how much it was weighing in. Like, obviously, the drinking, I didn't see that as an issue, do you know what I mean? I was having, like, having a couple good few pints every night and stuff. I just didn't see that sort of thing of it. But, um, yeah, when he said, oh, you know, there's about 5% chance you're not going to prison, I was walking around with a day's end for about two yeah. weeks. Because you just don't that, expect it, really, I no. suppose, isn't it? No, the, the only other thing I'd ever done wrong in my life was rob my old man's car when we were fucking sick, you know, I was 16, do you know what I mean? But yeah, I was, like, quite, uh, quite big. Yeah, but that was the only other thing, do you know what I mean? And we, um, anyway, fast forward then to the, like, the court date. Like I said, the, the pre-sentence report, they basically, they knew I was guilty, so they said, yeah, I was sent in prison pretty much. So on the day then he said to me, he's like, right, he's like, you pretty sent reports come back, shit. He's like, you go to prison. I was like, oh, we are great. Um, and uh, like, I remember though, when I, when they said, right, 28 months, I was expecting a minimum of 30, but more like expecting 36 months, right? So uh, when I, they said 28, I was still in a fucking daze, do you know what I mean? Looked at my family and friends, whatever, like waved them off. As soon as they closed that door, there's like stairs you go down behind Crown Court yeah. then. 
And uh, so as they closed the door, it was literally as if someone had just fucking pulled a 50 kilo backpack off my shoulders. So I was like, ah, oh, start again. Here and, we go. Yeah, the, the, guy, yeah. the guy next to me, he was like, are you right, mate? Everything okay? I went, fuck, I feel amazing, mate. He went, yeah. what? He said, you've just been sent to prison. I said, I said, it's like a weight off my fucking shoulders, to be honest. Mm. And I was in a really, you know, good mood then, almost like quite optimistic in a way. And, I, and again, like you said, at that point, I thought, right, I've lost everything. Fucking it's day one. I it's, it's, day, it's, day, it's day one. Yeah, it's ground zero, and I thought, you know what? Everything from you is fucking mm. is up. Like, so um, yeah, I ended up going in. Then they put me in uh, on B wing in the induction wing. I went straight up. I could have stayed out for source, but I went straight in, banged the door because I thought, no, I want to get, I want to get used to this. I want to get my fucking get the door the oh, shut, get myself accustomed to it. I slept for 12 hours on the first night and 12 hours the next night, right? You know, because you could just, the, the amount of stress that I'd had mm. in my mind obviously yeah. built that. Don't forget the worry about fucking being yeah. there. And yeah. All yeah. there like, yeah. yeah. Mm. After that, I weren't too bad to me. And I just thought, well, I'm in you now. I just got to figure out what's up, what's what. You know, I met like a lot of people. And I said, when I, when I left Swansea, Swansea was shit. Do you know what I mean? It was, um, it, it was shit because obviously you, you get confined. No, not much extra. Well, it's old school prison, isn't yeah. it? It's old yeah. and hanging. Yeah. You know, it's a bit archaic, it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. But who in fucking Swansea, so you know, that when you have visits, they're all going to be full of fucking people because yeah, you get two minutes away. Like. This is it, yeah. Like, you know, and, and you know, it, it went back, it went, um, it went good in that respect. Like I said, if I'd done like a lot longer in there, it would have been horrific. Lucky enough, I went, I was at Prescott, and it, you know, you get, you're out in, uh, you know, in the sunshine, you fucking, you get able to walk a bit more, train more, uh, you know, more access to food, all that kind of stuff, and eventually you can work out as, uh, outside as well. But you know what? It was very, it was a humbling experience because I met some people in there, right? Some people dirty, fucking, like, you know, nonsense, like some horrible shit, you know, you hear about the dander, I mean. Um, you know, so there was a load of them up there. Then you've got murderers who were like, like, been in for 20 odd years. They're coming to the end of the sentence, they're about to be released. Then you've got people like me who just, you know, done one, one Shouldn't offense. Be, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't yeah. belong there, really. It, it, yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? You had one guy, Lee, actually, he was, um, ah, he's from, I can't remember his surname, actually, he's from Swansea. Um, he was literally, he was in his clothes from a night out in Cardiff three months earlier when he had a scrap, got sent to Cardiff. Um, you know, he still had his clothes from the night out, so he still had blood on his fucking white shirt, and still he had skinny, skinny he's jeans. He's in his John Ross. <laughs> <laughs> he still had his fucking spray-on skinny jeans, and uh, you know, and, and do you know what I mean? Like he was, he got sent to press going because he was low risk and stuff. But I met, like I said, I met some people that didn't deserve to be there. You know, good people had good jobs, just wrong place, wrong time, that kind of stuff. Or they, you know, they did Made something wrong. Or individual they, mistake one time, like that, that, that's like, yeah, that kind of stuff. But then you know, other times I was playing a chess with one guy, uh, Wayne. And I'll never forget her, because right? he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. And, you know, I said to him, I said, oh, so how old are you then? How long have you been in following Wayne? And bear in mind, I thought he was like early 30s, right? He looked really young. He said, oh, I've been in 21 years. I was like, fucking hell. I said, oh, well, how old do you then? He said, oh, 41. And I was like, so you're in for murder then, are you? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he said, oh, basically, he was like, I was involved in gangland warfare up in London, me and my brother. He said, somebody tried shooting me. Uh, a couple of people tried shooting me or something, like when I was out and about. Uh, he said I knew who one of them was so we literally went, he said me and my brother we went and found this guy later on in the day and like fucking grabbed him chucked him in the boot of the car and tied him up took him out to some woodland area tied him to a tree and shot him in the face and I, I'm playing chess with this fucking guy at the same time right? I was like ah oh, fucking hell mate you chess, you just checkmate me you know I mean? <laughs> but um, I, you know just to sit there I kind of after you know after that I kind of sat there and thought about it and I went I mean, I've just been playing chess with this guy. Like, and he's spent 21 years of his life in prison. 
And he did. He committed that crime when he was twenty, right? So he spent more time in prison than he did out before he committed mm-hmm. the crime. And I thought, well, you know, he's not the same person. And he, even though he's, you know, the family of the person, obviously that was died, is not going to look at it like that. And a lot mm-hmm. of other people wouldn't. But when I met him at that point, he was a like I say, one of the nicest people I've ever met. You'd never think that that was something he would have done. But like going back to the the question you said about the mindset stuff, obviously. All of that, you know, I, I go hitting like the rock bottom. I just thought I remember picking up a book in prison, uh, something to do with positivity. I can't remember what it was called, but it was about like being more positive. So I was always very pessimistic. I used to think on the negative side of things. Now I can't fucking like I'm always thinking about the positives. I mean, you know, if something happens, I'm like, right, what's the the lesson in this? What can I learn from it? What's the good thing about this particular thing that's happened? Um, you know, and I, I, that was what started the journey then, do you know what I mean? Because I just started, I read that book and I think that was probably the starting point where I started reading more, like, and just trying to look at the, focus on the positive side of things, think about the good that's going to come from something, not the bad. Because if you think about the bad that could happen, it's never really going to do any good. You might be able to prepare a little bit more for it, but, you know, if you prepare for the bad, well, think, still being optimistic about the outcome, I think that's like, a good way to live, do you know what I mean? You're not worrying about stuff, you just think, you know, oh, fuck it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to play out how it plays out. I'll do as much prep as I can, um, but, you know, evidently, the, I, I can only do so much. So, like, when, you, when you're in prison, you, you can't get out of the situation, you just no. got you can't focus on what you've done in the past, you've got to think, fuck it, I've made the choices, I'm in this situation now, and all I can do is just make sure that I'm trying to be better going forward and stuff like mm. that, so... Yeah, you know, it went on anyway. I got released. I um, did qualifications in there for uh, substance misuse and mental health uh, mentoring and stuff like that. I did a counselling qualifications. Um, when I went out, I worked in a call centre. I was only, you know, I got a job after four days of being out. Um, I was in there. Did you ever find difficulty that way? Mm. No, because the, the, the myth is, uh, I think I read something. Do you want to put fucking out? No, I think I seen a video. I watched a video the other day when you said it was worried, like, you come out. And yeah. then once you leave prison, you like no one will touch you. Yeah, yeah and yeah. you didn't find out at all. I I didn't. Do you know what it was? Um, I I, I the my mindset coming out was right. I'm not gonna let it hold me back. Mm. I literally said I was like I don't give a fuck. I was like I might get turned away from a few jobs, and I was worried about that. But I thought fuck it, I'm just gonna keep on going. I'm not gonna let it hold me back. So like I I came out first day. I got uh, got my car back on the road. Brushed up my CV. Sent fucking loads of applications out. Now I had an interview by day three or four, something like that, uh, of being out. Uh, and I had a job then by day four. And so it was only a call centre, but it was 250 quid a week, take home or whatever. And um, after a couple of months, they moved me over to the admin for the call centre in um, Princess House. So I was there for another six months. After 12 months then, because I thought, well, look, fuck, I've done these qualifications. I was like, I might as well put them to use. Mm-hmm. So um, there, I, lo- I started looking for draw- jobs then within like the you know, at mental health and the drug worker sector. So I ended up going to work for a company called Drug Aid. Uh, it's called Baron now. But I was I, I got a job with them. Like I pretty much walked in with the qualification I had, which I'd done in prison. Like it made me more qualified than like I think it was seventy five percent of the drug workers out in the prison. Which you wouldn't have if you fucking hadn't been very well. No, this, this yeah. is it. Do you know what I mean? And uh, you know, and I didn't have my own experiences with mental health up until that point. So I, you know, when I was reflecting back on it all, and when I'm working with clients, you know, I was working with people who were, you know. Um, alcoholics, you know, the, uh, you know, different drug abusers as well as the like people who just suffer from, from severe mental health. I could see then, fuck, like how my, my own journey and my own my, like mental health. That I, you know, Do you not think that stands you in a good stead then? 
that it'll be talking to people and they can say if they think you're just fucking from some middle class fucking background. Yeah, so you don't know why you're out and fuck, you know what I'm thinking. Been, I've heard yeah. in prison. Like Me, the, no, I've been in the cells. So, yeah, I've been in prison. Uh, visits are fucking great, right? <laughs> Randomly, right? Great for me and great for the person who's there, right? Uh, because you go there and what you basically do is you're there to make that person's two hours of his or her day fun. Mm-hmm. So there, you're buying snacks, so there with Snickers, Joe's ice cream crisps, full fat coke, correct? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so come in and he would just buying them goodies and he'd put all the goodies on the fucking table, which is great for me because I'm having di- non-diabetic snacks on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon <laughs> and just telling stories about what's happening. You know, uh, they won't give a fuck this yet. Donna's brother Ramo's in park. Alex Davis was in hmm. Swansea. The only fucking regret I got is one, I fucked up my dates with Alex's missus. Hmm. I missed out on a, a date to go down and see him. And we was it's changed now because it's no letters, it's email now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I'd email Alex, uh, I think we pay a fiver, and then he got 100 emails for the fiver. Right. So I'd email Alex the fucking score of the Saints of the weekend, uh, what's happening. And he say to this day, like he say, some of my best friends didn't come to see me in prison, but who kept in, who kept in touch. And when you go there, it's good because he's used to having, and it's probably the same thing, when you family there, it's probably a little bit down, in it? You know, they all, you know, they want, he said, but when you go there with your mates, yeah, he said, yeah. I'm not kidding, but it's like being back in a pub uh, on, a Saturday, on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Who just not drinking bottles of prawny, drinking fucking full fat coke and eating Snickers, but who were the boys again? Yeah. And I'm fucking, it's one of my biggest regrets, which he don't give a fuck because he comes up and he says, Oh, bad. Them two years I was in, and fucking, them, I look forward to them days. But one day I got my date mixed up with his missus, mm. and I missed a visit. And I know that when he missed a visit, he could have had someone else in to visit him. Yeah, yeah. And I fucking regretted it for years, like, but. The days we did have down there, only well, was three or four, you, but you know, as we say, they'll, and as we say, Madonna's brother, Raymond, in part, then he said, Fuck me, who looks forward to a letter and an email and a fucking visit because it's like being back out and being home yeah, just yeah. for them couple of hours and break up the monotony. Like, it is spot on what you said there, you know, because like, any one of us could go to prison. Oh, fuck right? yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like, let's fucking have it right, Ryan could fucking. Crash his fucking car, piss, oh, God, and go know. down. Yeah, no, yeah. like fucking someone could try breaking the house who mm. fucking stabs them and fucking like that fucking Martin guy who stabbed the gypsy or shot the gypsy. You going down was that's where you need your mates. Like, you know what? That, that, but they, they, they go saying, uh, they, they, when you're in prison, whatever, there's a saying that goes around. If you're like, oh, you know, I'm ne- never going to do it again, generally somebody will say, They'll say, oh, I'm never coming back here, right? Yeah. They'll, they'll always say to you, never say never, right? Because, yeah. like, the, you know I mean, the people that are in there, nine times out of ten, a lot of them have said they're never coming back, but then they'll end up getting fucking caught up in something. And prime example, there was one guy in there, right? He was about the same age as me, I think. Um, you know, 21 at the time, 22, something like that. And he was a really tidy guy, do you know what I mean? He had a really good job. I think he was working for, like, you know, I don't know, British Gas or something like that. Do you know what I mean? He was working a pretty good job. Um, and he was, he was driving with his mate in the car, they were both sober, no fucking issues at all, right, his mate was on, on his phone, now his mate had dropped his phone down in the fucking driver's, uh, footwell, right, so the driver, he said, mate, we grab my phone, 
He leant down to grab the phone, head-on collision with another car, the guy in the passenger seat died. Wow. He went down for... Um, Reckless driver. Death by dangerous yeah, driving. Yeah. yeah, he had like four years. He might have even been manslaughter. It was something stupid like that because of the phone oh, thing. God. He was, he was, he Talk like about a split years. second yeah. fucking act. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what made me think then. Like, I thought, fucking hell. Because even with me, I never thought I'd end up there. I actually went to visit one of my mates fucking six months earlier in Swansea. And me and like one or two of the boys, as we were walking out, we're looking up the fence and the barbed wire. And I literally remember saying, I went, fucking never coming here, no chance to me. And I said it to my mate. Uh, I, sorry, sorry, I said it to my mate when we were in on a visit. And then when he was coming to visit me then a couple of months later, oh, and he really said not. to me, he was like yeah. that. Mate, he said, remember that time you came to see me in Swansea you told me you'd never be in here? And I said, fuck it. You just can't. It's just split second things sometimes. Yeah, um, and another guy I met there actually, right? he literally had an argument with his wife. Um, he, he was on a fucking unbelievable, he was on 50 grand a year with whatever job he was doing, right? really, really good. Um, 50k a year, he had a detached house in Cardiff, um, driving around an Audi A3, A7, whatever the fuck it was. Right? He, was re- re- he, had, he had his life set up to per se, do you know what I mean? Um, you know, showed me photos of his wife, his wife was you know, lovely, you know, really, really nice. They, I don't, they didn't have any kids at the time. But um, they had a barley one night after you know coming home from a night out. He didn't like it. They're nothing like that. She made some like really hurtful comments, and she had a, the wedding dress on a mannequin in the spare room, right? So he literally he, he made a, he, she made a comment to him. He said, "I'll oh, fucking burn the wedding dress now, right?" And he, he put a lighter to one of the frills on it, right? You know, just like the frilly bits mm. or something. But you know, and he done that, and he realized he was doing he fucking thing it out or whatever, right? But because of the commotion, the police got called by the neighbors. They turned up, they both gave statements, not against each other, but just, you know, just because they didn't, they were naive mm. about it. They just said what had happened, really. And they were fine after that. They were, she, they were like, oh, do you want to press charges? And she's like, no, 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 I don't want to press charges. And it was just an argument. But CPS took it up then. Um, oh, they, crazy cunts. Yeah, oh. CPS took it up, right? But he pleaded guilty. Oh, fuck. To, no, he pleaded guilty to arson with intent with a life's in danger. That's like 10 years, right? It, he didn't have a fucking clue, right? Oh, yeah. Because his duty solicitor said that to him. And uh, when he had a proper solicitor come in, the solicitor was like this. He was telling us about it. Right? So the proper solicitor was sitting there. He had his hands on his face. He was like, ah, what the fuck have you done? And, you know, this guy, Mark, he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I just done what the stupid duty solicitor said. He's like, mate, he's like, you're looking at about 10 to 12 years in prison for you. And he was like, he's like, right, I think we can work this back, right? But he was like, this is a fucking bad situation. So he pleaded guilty in the end to criminal damage with the life's in danger. And everybody, the priest, the solicitor, the other solicitor on the other side, for the you know, barrister, whatever it was, all of them were saying, we just recommend community yeah, service. Don't send, don't send him to prison. Pre-sentence reports from probation. They were like, don't send this man to jail. He gave him three and a half years. He was on suicide oh, watch for about two yeah. months or something like that. Like, he didn't know what the fuck it hit him. He lost his job. He, lost, he ended up losing his house because his wife left him as well. Mm-hmm. So she left him, he lost his fucking yeah, house. I don't know, I've seen it's so like, oh. many things that say, do not say anything. Some of our best friends are policemen, like, but even then, like, I've seen so many films, TV programs, podcasts, that just say, while you're in there, just say, no comment, and do not fucking go anywhere. Yeah, until you, I know that. While you want him on. When you get him slister then, then we can deal with it. But until then, uh, I'm listening to a new podcast called unfinished mm. and it's about a paedophile ring in Essex mm. right and this like youth charity these youth charity people knew what was going on uh, in Essex mm. and they knew of uh, these paedophiles what they were doing when they were getting kids into like a block of flats 
starts out the same watching films together mm. then he says do you want to drink and drink in with like fucking 11 12 year old kids mm. all of a sudden then there's an hand on your knee and all of a sudden then he's being sexually abused yeah. and his kids are being driven to different parts of Essex being fucking buggered by fucking men mm. and this youth charity uh, this youth charity people, workers go to the police and say this is what's happening and all of a sudden uh, police are coming to these people's houses saying, you drive uh, an Audi, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It got broken into last night and they found this mm. and we found that and it was a bag of cocaine and an hatchet. Mm. And this guy said, you never found them in my fucking car. I mean, oh, we're not charging you. This is just, we're just telling you this is what could be found. And like they reckon it went so high up with local politicians in Essex yeah. and local this really, is really high really high level police, mm. right? That all these youth chatty workers that would go to the police saying, oh look, these fuckers. There was a guy who's, um, he turned out he was feeding police information, right? Yeah. Uh, but he was a fucking paedophile. So what these youth workers are saying, don't give him fucking immunity and deals. Yeah, he's fucking like beyond that. deals. He's a fucking convicted paedophile. Yeah, yeah. And he had, he should have had, he recommended, he went into one kid and his mother, and I said, right, he's going guilty, so he should have fucking at least 20 years in prison. Mm. And they went, oh, great, we'll leave it, we'll leave it. He had four years, right? The next time he got done with kids again, he had six months. And they were like, how the fuck is this guy having so little uh, sentences? They were like, oh, he's a police, turns out he's a police informer. Mm. But what this, this youth worker was saying is that he's, he's beyond... Uh, being a police when they were fucking fiddling with kids and yeah. setting up a paedophile ring in Essex who shouldn't be a police informer no, but they no. reckon it wasn't even that he was a police informer it was that he knew that there was high level politicians and high level mm. fucking police officers involved in it, involved in it. Yeah. and they are getting they are getting threatened by police right yeah. these people are getting threatened by police saying if I was you I'd fucking drop it or we will make your life hell and they had all that and I'm listening to this thinking Fucking it's crazy, crazy, and like they were saying, like one one kid went in, got done for, and he was like a fuck because he was all being fucked by these old men. Basically, all these kids rebelled. Mm. There was like in Essex, there was this fucking period at the time where all these kids they were like committing crimes and not even caring if they got caught. Yeah, they were just like there was like a random like like a car thief would get caught in prison put him in the cell, walk out and rob a car from the fucking police station. It was as if they were begging to be caught. Yeah. You know, they didn't like, want to go back to the life that they had. Mad yeah. stories that they, like what is usually in, like crimes would, like crimes in an area would be say 20%. Mm. In this place of Essex, the, the amount of crimes were like 60%. And they were like, how the fuck are these kids so mad? Yeah. But yeah. it turned out they was all being fucking groomed by this it's fucking unfinished podcast. Fucking mad, mate. Fucking it is. It's mad. a mad fucking world. But they were saying, just go knock out tea. Yeah. And I remember seeing, um, so like a couple, it was like a stepfather and a mother killed a young kid. Mm. And they'd done a, it was a programme on like TV about them. And they, they bugged the hotel room. There's a camera in the hotel room of this stepfather and the mother. Mm. And they start talking about how they killed the kid. And I saw the Adam, and and he was like saying, "Oh yeah, if we just go like this with our story, now corroborate our story, we won't get caught." And they got done by the video <laughs> on the hotel. So I was like, "Listen, <laughs> listen, 
If ever we get fucking done for fucking you ripping off Slim Fast or something, you don't admit nothing in your town room, like he goes for a walk and talk, like John Gotti in the car park. There's, there's a guy at Met in there, Zams, right? And I, I remember this, it was when I just went up into the uh, the open prison, Stuart. He turned up, he was like one of the fucking biggest drug dealers in Gloucester, right? He was like bringing it in from the boat. He was the, he was the guy who was fucking bringing, you know, actually bringing it in, uh, the entire shipment. And I was like, because I, I was looking at him, right? He was, I was sharing a room with him when I first went to Prescott. You normally have your own room after that, right? But when you first go there, you have a room with somebody. And Aussie, uh, really tidy guy, do you know what I mean? He's literally just, he's cutting about, he's got an Umbro t-shirt, Umbro three quarters with like Umbro shoes, right? Do you know what I mean? Mm. He's not like wearing fucking fancy stuff or whatever. And um, he was literally, he was, he, I was in the room with him and I could, everyone's coming up and they're like, oh, Stu, you know, shaking his hand, this and that. And like some of the people I knew in there who were pretty, you know, like heavy, uh, heavy yeah. you know, respected or whatever, they were going up and they were proper licking his ass. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy, do you know what I mean? So in the end, when I was in the room, he's, he's making me like you know cups of tea, coffee, and whatever. He won't fucking groom me, is that? But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, where's this going? He said to me, he was. I said to him, I was like, Stu, was like, so what are you in for then? If you don't mind me asking, and he's all oh, fucking drugs, this and I said, oh, how long then? And he said, well, I. Uh, he said, put it this way. He said it two different sentences, but I've only spent six months out this century, <laughs> right? So this is fuck. Yeah. So yeah. This, talking, this is twenty fifteen, right? So twenty fifteen when I went in. Uh, he got caught in two year two thousand with a million pounds worth of pills, hmm. um, and he was we like to call it Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he had like a, I think he served like eleven years or something. He came out in two thousand eleven. He's out for six months and he got caught then with um, oh, what the fuck was it? I think it was like a quarter of a kilo of pure coke, something like that, right? But he, he said to me, he was t- he said he was like. I know I was grassed up and he said, no, like when I get back out, he said, I'm going to be literally meeting people in like spas and stuff and just fucking talking to them. I know there's no mics and whatever. But um, he said, I was literally like, um, at that, I, I, that day, he said, I drove around to loads of locations. He said, I had like over, what did he say? I, th- I think he had like 10 kilos in different mm. places around Gloucester, uh, as well as cash everywhere and stuff. And they only caught him at one location. We ended up having like another fucking 10 years or something. So, like, but do you know what? Like, what a really nice guy. And again, going to the, the the mindset of people doing it. I said to him, I was like, so what, you are going to get back to when you get out then? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went, why? I said, like, surely you don't need to for, for money. He said, it's never been about the money. He said, look at the clothes I'm wearing. He said, I'm not wearing fancy fucking clothes. He said, you know, I when I go out, um, you know, on a night out or something like that, he said, I'd be wearing the same clothes as what I am now. He said, it'd be a coup to a you know, big coup to the nightclub. Uh, he said, I'd go to the back of the queue. The bouncer would come round. He said, oh, still come on, you know, come in, take take him straight in. He said, uh, he'd go by the, you know, the bar. There'd be a load of big queue for the bar. He said, the bar person's, oh, still, yeah, you know, pull, pulling him round to the front. Uh, and he, he'd be ordering a cup of tea because he said he don't, he don't drink alcohol. He'd be ordering a cup of tea and he'd be sitting there now, fucking three quarters, flip flops or whatever, drinking his cup of tea. You know, and he's got all these like younger people in the twenties, thirties, wherever on on a, on a night out, just looking at him like, who the fuck is this guy? Excuse me. And he said, that's what I like about it. It's the respect. The, well, I think it was a respect almost, mm. you know what I mean? And it's, it's mad what the, what other people or what different people do things for. Um, anyway, and the lifestyle element of it. But yeah, it, did, it, it gave me a lot of insights going into, into prison. But yeah, going back to the question from earlier, I mean, the mindset stuff, like I said, all of that happened. Um, you know, and I, I worked in the different universities anyway. I, did a lot, I opened a few businesses after that, like a clothing shop, a website, an online website with clothing. Fuck food delivery franchise did all what that. What clothes you selling? Would it be selling? We, at the time we were doing like six silk and all, all sorts of ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. when it was fucking you know pretty big like, 
so we were doing all that kind of stuff. Um, had that for like a little bit of time. We just done shit. You know what I mean? It was like down in Carmarthen as mm. well. It was you know retail is just a nightmare to try and keep going. Um, but then I ended up going to work for the uni. Uh, train at the uni. Uh, contract run out there. End up working for Swans Uni, and I was mentoring students like to set up businesses and stuff like that. Right, so I thought, fuck, this is more up my like street. the entrepreneurship sort yeah. of thing, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's it. Missy spot on. And um, like, you know, I was doing that for a while, but I was sitting there and I was like, this job's not for me. Do you know what I mean? I don't fucking, I don't, I don't like this. It's not. There's something yeah, not right yeah. about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That, I, I thought I like the helping element of people element, but I don't like working for someone else. I don't like the establishment. Um, so I literally, you know, I thought, what am I good at? What have I, you know, always kind of, what, what, what am I what being drawn to? What am I passionate about? And I thought, well, helping people for one, you know, and like mindset coaching, essentially, like a lot of people think it's just pulling people out of a shit place. Like that, that is one of the things, but essentially if people just want to like break self-limited beliefs, if they want, you know, like again, when it comes down to challenges, like, oh, I can't run a 5k, I can't run a 10k. It's like, well, no, actually you fucking can. And it's like getting people to get over that and to do things that they wouldn't thought they thought were impossible not just physical but like you know mental stuff as well like oh I, i'd never be able to get that job why not do you know what i mean what was what you know there's usually it's especially like i think in swansea because it's a kind of a working class town almost we've we've Very been so. yeah we you know we've been taught that we can't achieve fucking you know Big things or whatever. Yeah, or, you know, there's a glass ceiling. As yeah, 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 glass. Yeah. There's not many people. Yeah. There's not many people we would know who would say, right, I'm gonna fucking live in London and I'm gonna do mm. this in London. Me very much. So I'm very much Swansea and I will not never leave Swansea. Yeah. Now I probably wouldn't even leave fucking Portera. <laughs> <laughs> but. I admire it when someone does fucking have a go and fucking. And because it is down that First time no. I saw. The stuff they do put out there, hmm. I'll fucking tell you straight. I'm like, I don't believe in the secret. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe in all this fucking mind fucking stuff, right? Hmm. Whether it's because I'm a fucking forty year old dinosaur, right? <laughs> forty year old fucking hell, forty two. You might like you changed my you turned me round, like because hmm. I was like, all this my, like the secret and the fucking and accountability and no. So then yeah. like, you know what? the secret thing right like that is like it comes across a bit of a woo-woo concept because I say like, yeah. you read in a fucking book don't make you the person you are no you were successful because of who you are and what you've done and the ideas you've got in your head yeah. not because you've read a fucking book no but 100%. it also fucking works as well yeah you but know? surely uh, surely the, I don't know the fucking first thing about that book uh, before we go <laughs> into that, right? But surely you can pick up something from anything and take anything from anything. So he, you may read that book and just take something different that Ryan all took from it. Yeah, of course. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so yeah. It, it, anything can help, can it? You know mm. what I mean? I don't believe anyone who reads The Secret will just overnight become yeah, a fucking exactly. success. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure that that book, The Secret, can help people who've got a successful mindset become successful mm. yeah it's like you said it is it's how you interpret it as well do you know what I mean um, hang on i got to go for another fucking person oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. right we're back again yeah right yeah. what the fuck were we talking about it was uh, it, it was, 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 was in Swansea Uni yeah it was all of a sudden you just decided that it fucking won for you like. but, but the, the secret thing you going back to that like uh, I, th- I think when I, I first came across that when I was in Nickers uh, some of the one of my mates uh, who I knew in there you know, he told me about it. I mean, it's a bit of a woo-woo concept, do you know what I mean? I think a lot of people take it in, like, a literal sense, like, oh, 
if I just think about this thing enough, it's going to fucking, it's going to happen, right? That's not the case, you know, because you still need to do the action part of it. Um, but like, they, I think they proved this, like if you, oh my God, I might be about proving it actually, I should fucking come up with a study. Listen, like, we've told some yeah, absolute yeah. whoppers <laughs> on this podcast. We fucking give a fuck We fucking prove a lot of things about that. What I told you earlier about that, then targeting that guy in his hotel room with his yeah. I've only made that. You know, it isn't fair chance I dreamt that. You know what I mean? Well, the, the, the thing is, I think if you, like, if you hold a thought in your head for, I think it's 17 seconds, you start to fucking bring it into, like, it starts, to, you start to change your mindset to, in accordance with this particular thought, right? So, for, like, for example, we do this in a negative way as well, right? And I, the example I always give is when I used to gamble, right? So, it's not like I won't have a gamble now, right? No, like, I, I do now and again, but when I was a bit younger, like if I'd be leaving college, for example, I'd be driving up over Town Hill and I know I'd be driving past Kambulla, fucking Ladbrokes. Ladbrokes, yeah, yeah. All yeah. the corners, dodgies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Past the TKs, back in the gate house and fucking 16 quid on the play the mass of Kenton. You know what I mean? So I'd be coming over Town Hill. Play the mass. And I'd be, in my head, the first thought would be, fucking Bucky's is over yeah. there. And then the second thought is, oh, I've got 20 quid on me. Third thought is, Oh, better not. Fourth thought is ah fuck it, go on. And by the time, but literally it, within fucking two seconds, you've you've had fifteen thoughts, fifteen brain cycles about the same fucking thing about something that's not going to serve you well. But by that point, even if you there's some opposition in your mind about it, you're still thinking about it. Do you know what I mean? So you're more likely to bring it into fruition because what we we tend to do then is rely on willpower to kind of kick in and be like ah oh hang on now actually don't fucking do that. But we've already been thinking about it too much. So we're not thinking about what we're going to have for food later. We're thinking about how much we're going to spend in the buggies or, you know, if we're going to go on rainbow roulette, mm. or fucking rainbow roads or whatever, or, or uh, what's it called, fucking roulette, do you know what I mean? One of the two. So, like, what the more you think about it, the, like, you're essentially, where, where the secret comes in, then they're saying you fuck it, what is it, like, change, uh, focus your vibration or something on that. Um, so you're more likely to bring it into into fruition, do you know what I mean? Because you're constantly focusing on it. Like I said, that it is a bit of a woo-woo concept, but if you think about it, it's just f- it's focused thought. Like, and what's interesting is when, when I've been doing that, right? So like, there's a house in Three Cliffs that I'm look, I've, I've looked at for ages, right? For years, I'm like, ah, I'm fucking buying that house one day. It's happening, do you know what I mean? It's overlooking Three Cliffs, all glass fronts, unbelievable. Um, you know, and... Like the all of a sudden, then do you know what I mean? I ne- I never actively gone up and looked for who fucking owns it and stuff like that. But then, um, I think I followed somebody on Instagram, uh, or they followed me, something like that. And then all of a sudden, they uploaded a photo one time, and it's all from the fucking balcony of that house. And I'm like, ah, and it's all it's it's interesting. It's obviously it's not getting me any closer to fucking buying the house. Mm. But you know, all of a sudden, this it's in front of me. I'm able to see it in a different way than I was before. Do you know what I mean? It's like. Little things like that I've noticed that just it, the more you think about something, the more like opportunities pop pop up surrounding that. Or you, again, you, you could look at it differently. You notice them. Mm. I think you notice things a little bit more when you're looking for them. And I think that's that's pretty much what the secret is. Do you know what I mean? It's when you focus on something, you know, you tend to see the opportunities arise better than if you hadn't before. Like if you're, I don't know, let's say you're looking for investment for a fucking like a business opportunity, right? You know, one of your mates might say, oh, look, I, you know, I got 10, 20, 30 grand saved or whatever. I'm not going to put it into something. Um, you know, let me know if there's anything, you know, you, you're of or what, what you reckon I should do, something like that. If you weren't thinking about setting up that business, 
you might just be like, ah, oh, know, stocks and shares, whatever, do you know what I mean? Whereas when you think about setting up the business, you could go, well, do you know what, as it goes, I've got this fucking thing I want to work on, but yeah. Um, and that, that same thing, it happened to me the other day, I'm all about doing something else now, me and Dan Sheehan has happened, and um, my mate in Newport, he rang me, no business experience, he just said, look, can I fucking chat you, talk your head off, chuck this idea out you, I said, yeah, yeah, cool. On the phone room for an hour, he wanted me to come on board as a consultant for the business, but then um, he said at the end of the call, and he said, oh, look, I, I, you know, I want to do this business, but he said, I, basically, I've got a pot of cash, um, I just want to put it into something. He said, you know, I don't want to be working my, you know, working my whole life or whatever, doing the job I'm doing. Um, you know, I want to be putting it into something. And, you know, I got, I said, if you've got any ventures, you want to go on and like, I've got some money for you. And I was like, funny enough, how's it happened? And, uh, like I said, if I hadn't been thinking about that idea, that opportunity would have never, I, I would have never saw that opportunity. I think that's pretty much when people talk about the secret, that is literally what mm. it is. It's just you know, you're seeing the opportunities because you're looking in that direction. If you're not looking in that direction, you're not going to see it. So that that's kind of, um, you know, with, with the mindset coaching, for me, I was like, I fucking, I don't like this job. I don't want to work for anyone else anymore. I know long term, I never wanted to I'd be working for somebody up till retirement or whatever. Um, I don't plan on retirement anyway. I just want to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going like, but uh, it, it literally, yeah, pretty much... Um, quit the job uh, on a whim so you know really good paid job quit there and I just thought fuck it I, I'm just going to go how does that go about then because yeah. like it's already well saying everyone thought it was bonkers yeah hmm. but that's does it Bob, plan just Bob, Bob jumping off a deep end isn't it that is like, yeah but it's also yeah. admirable as well isn't it yeah oh yeah you know, we like, 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 do you know but well he's done it sort of this year like you know yeah. totally changed what he's doing you know mm. It's fuck a big step, and I'm a big fan of it. Big step, and but do you know what? It was it was weird because it was the first time in my life where I thought, do you know, what? I'm completely certain about some the path I'm taking. Like when I've had businesses in the past, I've always been working part time. You know, when I had the, the shop in Kamal, then I was working in Asda. Uh, when I had the tattoo studio, I was working in fuck no, but I was working in Asda when I was in the tattoo studio. When I had the um shop in Kamal, then I was doing fucking something on the side. I think it was delivered. Delivering for Chinese or something, yeah. Fuck no, so just something, the fuck something like that. Yeah. Just to get extra cash, you know what I mean? Because I, I didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket. Whereas when I was quitting my job, I was like, do you know what? I don't know how this is going to fucking pan out, but I know it is going to. And that was I just kind of placed my trust in that. Um, and it's it's weird because like the opportunities have just been fucking coming. Like I said, I've been doing you know one to one stuff. I do stuff for Big Ideas Wales as well. Um, just to, doing talks for schools, colleges, unis, and stuff like that. Um, obviously group workshops I'm going to be doing now in a couple of weeks time like so with a guy who runs a surf therapy charity you know he's going to be doing the surfing uh, teaching people how to surf or whatever and then afterwards we do sort of like mindset coaching confidence building all that kind of stuff um, it's just it's, it's interesting how the opportunities have arised you know come up like that and I want to go travelling to Australia and Thailand and all that but I've always said I want to be earning an income while I do it so I'm not worried about money and it's the first time where I've actually got myself in a position where I'm able to do that you know run the business while i'm actually traveling and and doing those really? different things it's all online and everything all online yeah it, it is online at the minute do you mean because of covid i prefer the face-to-face stuff do you know what i mean like the, mm. with the mindset coaching the initial thing for me was like right i want to literally you know book in a two-hour session with somebody or two three-hour session whatever it is uh not worry about the time you know that they paid for we're just literally fucking going out we're going to have a sit down coffee. We're going to go for a surf or a paddleboarding session or whatever, get, you know, depending on what they want really from the session. 
um, you know, and get them into a better place, you know, a better mindset essentially, or if they're, you know, in a rut because of work and everything that, you know, just getting them out of that and to think differently. That's essentially all it is. You're planting the seed in someone's brain and they're doing the rest then. And that's, that's essentially what the coaching is about, is just getting people either out of the shit into a relatively good place or from where they are now and just getting them to where they want to be. And the accountability stuff is very similar, but it's uh, for people, I'd say it's more professional in that sense. So people like I got, as an example, one of my clients, he, uh, he's an accountant, tax accountant. You know, everything's going good. He's got his own business. Things are running, you know, pretty good. But he wants to, you know, get fitter, be more active, skyrocket the business's performance and stuff like that. So then we run through like what the business is doing, what he's doing in his personal life, trying to achieve the balance while actually moving forward and being held accountable for some of the stuff he says. So um, I think you said earlier on, actually, you know, um, when you put a challenge in front of you, you said, right, I'm going to sign up for an half marathon. Like the accountability side of it, it's like, you know, if, if, if somebody hasn't, if they don't rely on their mates for that, like if we've got mates who are just, you know, they, you, know you say, oh, look, I'm going to run half marathon. Can you fucking message me every now and again and tell me to stay on track a lot of them what you know what i mean you get some mates which will be like it but it's, it's sometimes quite hard to find those people so that, that essentially the coaching side of it is if somebody wants to have that kick up the ass or somebody behind them messaging them like oh did you run fucking 10k like you said you're going to this weekend blah 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 no okay what what happened and talking through it do you know what i mean so it's like i'm not i'm not screaming at somebody being like oh, what the fuck happened you why have you done that um, but that, that's the kind of stuff I enjoy, do you know what I mean? Because I feel like m- my mission, I've got a wall planner in the house. As long as every day I'm trying to positively impact one person's life, I give myself a fucking little a blue X on, on that day. So I'm like, right, there we are, that's done. Um, you know, and if I'm doing that through coaching, if I'm doing it through like, you know, podcasts, doing stuff like this, or running my own podcast, just, just fucking buying someone a coffee, coffee in the street. As long as I do that, that's my, that's my, day done do you know what I mean I can take that off and be like right there we are that's that's me moving towards where I want to be so yeah that's pretty much the, the gist of it like <laughs> I love that just trying to bring positivity yeah. in people's lives yeah. I like yeah, to think everyone's was like basically naked Martin without getting you caught out. <laughs> People gives you a couple of quid and you say it's a good video. You know what I mean? I fucking bring fire. You know what I mean? Fucking great. No, but it's it's good. You know, like I say, I I, I can understand how. Mm it must be rewarding for you to try and be positive all the time and bring positivity to people's lives. Mm. They say, you know, we are, we are old school as fuck, right? And you couldn't, you probably couldn't do anything for us, right? Because we too fucking dull anyway, <laughs> right? But for some people, they need something like this. Especially in this day and age. Yeah. With like, ah, uh, mental health was prevalent in our day. No. Right? We, yeah. Yeah, Whereas yeah, now, yeah. teenagers onwards, it's a big thing, like well, you need to educate like, yourself. I'm I'm trying to educate myself all the time as a parent. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean because I you know because I've got I've got kids that I need to be aware of these signs. You know mm. what I mean, and that puts a you know you know yourself as a parent. You put a fear of God in you if you think anything yeah. like that could ever. Mm. How didn't I see that coming with my kids? Like you know what I mean. So you always try to as well. Like, Years ago, I would have just gone fucking. That's that's not not for me. Like you know what I mean. Yeah, a yeah. kid not having two hundred likes on a post on Instagram. Can be a massive deal, and that, and that, you know, and that's that's the problem. It's the, the dopamine hits, like you know, people are getting from having likes, yeah. or not, and and when they're not getting those likes, then like you said, that dopamine's not getting produced, and it's like you know, it's it's a drug. Do you know what I mean? It's literally mm-hmm. a drug. Simon Sinek talks about this. He said, you know, we we put uh, bans on alcohol, so you can't buy alcohol over the, you know, unless you're eighteen. 
and it will ban smoking. Obviously, drugs are illegal, things like that. And they'll give someone a mobile phone. Yeah. So we'll give somebody, yeah, exactly. Give them someone a mobile phone where they can literally get dopamine hits, the same fucking chemical that's getting produced when you take coke. Uh, you know, you're getting that constantly just from those little likes that you get. And then when you're not getting it, you fall into that little slumber where you're fucking craving it. No, if Instagram took away the like option of the. Hmm. Who'd have kids posting every day, posting about their lives, posting He's, about... They've started doing that now. I said to my daughter, why can't they post yeah. more then? Because if you just posted every day, she'd say, you wouldn't get like the 100, 200 likes. So when you do post, it's got to be a big deal. And then all of a sudden, then when they do post, they're on their phone going, oh, I hope it gets to 200. Yeah, and then when yeah, it yeah. gets to 200, they think, oh, fucking hell, my friend had 300. You know, yeah. whereas it's, if Instagram just took away that like button and then everyone would just post without liking or fucking commenting, yeah. everyone would post all the time. So they, they started doing it, see, they've done it in Ireland. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't really know how it works, right? So on the ideas and beers Instagram, for example, I can't see how many people have liked the post, right? So it'll, right. Say, it'll say, I don't know, say, if I follow someone, it might say like John and others. But it doesn't tell you how many have liked it, right. right? So I think you can click on others and maybe scroll down or whatever, but nobody's going to fucking count everything like that, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? So they've, they've done it on the Ideas and Beers account, but they haven't done it on any of the other accounts by managed, so like my, my personal one, my business one, um, you know, none of that. It's all, I can still see it. Mm-hmm. But then in Ireland, you know what I mean? If you're, um, you know, out in Ireland or whatever, or if in certain parts of the world, they have banned it. So it's, it's quite interesting. I think they've tested it out in different areas to see how well I guess responded to because they've obviously they've been you know they've been aware of that that mm. it is causing a lot of problems but uh, the, the point I would get across right when I'm like you know clients or somebody approaches me I say to someone I'm like look as, as weird as it might sound I'm like I don't want to work with you because you know I, I said like, I, I don't want to work with you I will work with you but I don't want to because you don't need my help like you're able to help yourself and my job is literally to just get you to a point where you realize you know what I'm able to do this by myself and, and I think that's the important thing is making people realize that they've all got that ability to do it themselves, to get themselves into a better state of mind um, or better shape. Even if you look at a personal trainer, right? Nobody needs a personal trainer. We, they want the personal they trainer because the they? they need yeah, to yeah. kick up the ass. They want the accountability side of it or they want um, you know, the knowledge side of it as well. So the awareness of what exercises to do and things and it, it helps them get that kick up the ass. But, you know, it's the same thing with what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? Same things like a counsellor. Some, some people... You know, they get to a really dark place. I think when you talk about counselling, psychotherapy, like I said to my clients, if they want, if they, if I think they need that sort of thing, I'm like, look, I'm going to refer you to somewhere because mm. you know this is the kind of stuff I deal with. I think you need extra support. So, um, you know, I think like sometimes people get to those points where it's really, really good for them to have that extra support. But a lot of the time, with what I'm doing, with what personal trainers do and stuff, it is it's literally just to give them that edge to help them get there a bit easier. It's a convenience thing almost. So that's what I, what I always get across when I like work with a client. I'm like, right, this is not forever. I'm literally, I'm, I don't want to be working with you in two years time, three years time. I want to be, you know, setting, you know, a particular date or like doing a monthly thing or whatever. And then as soon as you feel like you don't need the support anymore, or I feel like you don't need the support anymore. You know, we go from there. If you need to book in sessions in the future, that's you know we'll deal that with deal with it when it comes to it. But like I, I don't want people to be, you know, using me as a crutch. If that makes sense, you know, reliant I mean? I on you, like yeah. yeah, I want them to get you the skills and knowledge. Well, and fail. Like, yeah. yeah, get get them to where they need to be. You know, figure out what their next move is or whatever, and where they're going to take things, and then they can fucking run by mm. themselves. And that, that that's what I'm aiming to do really with people. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah well fucking hell 
on a vest, like, uh, is that it? Or oh, I think, yeah, oh, yeah. That's been fucking great. We've been on a while. Really? You know, <laughs> yeah. three hours, mate. You know what I mean? So that's the way it goes, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know, right, thanks for coming on, mate. Do you know what? you push your fucking Instagram on your, and uh, your social media so people can check you out. Yeah, yeah. So the Instagram is just Ryan Stevens with a PH and three underscores. Um, on Facebook is Ryan Stevens as well. Um, I've got the coaching website, which is going to be up and running in, but well, it's, it's up and running now. Best shit of the minute because I haven't finished it off. I've ended up having to do it myself. Uh, but that's just ryanstevens.co then. So if anyone wants to get, wants to get in touch. But like I said, on the podcast you know, as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ideas and beers. So yeah, if you're on Spotify, YouTube, type in ideas and beers. Um, yeah, I got the podcast with a lot of different guests on there. Um, we had Ryan and Jamie on, didn't we? Uh, from the Open Arms podcast. Was that a while ago? Yeah, oh, fuck, like yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've done a joint yeah. thing, happens, yeah. Fuck, um, yeah, we've done that, so we did, that was a good, good little one we done there as well. Um, there's Stacey on there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a few different people. I had a guy from uh, Australia on last week. He's done, so you think, like, well, I'm fucking crazy. Mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. The barefoot Dutchman, so he's ex military, literally fucking, he's walked up to Everest base camp barefoot. First person to do it. What and now the he's, fuck? Yeah, and now he's, he's walking in April. He's doing um, Cairns to Sydney, which is like 1,600 miles, barefoot, so through desert and shit. Oh. Um, but he's doing that, raising money for mental health charities then. Do you oh, know what I mean? So, yeah, it's... Uh, I've been in touch with all these people in Australia. How was that just... It's just as weird as fuck as that. It's like, yeah, a small world. Like. There's the, the barefoot run I've done in the ice. There's a girl from Swansea, uh, Jess, so she's friends with the girl, the girl Sarah I mentioned earlier. Right. Um, so I had them, I got uh, both of them on social media. Basically, I'd done that run, put up on social media, on Instagram. She messaged me and she said, right, uh, she runs a company in Australia. She said, like, I just interviewed a guy today. You know, she said, you love him. He's run, uh, sorry, walked barefoot to Everest Base Camp. I said, fuck, chat me on social media. I'd love to have it, you know, look mm-hmm. at him. Sent me on social media. I thought, fuck it, I can ask him to come on a podcast. And, that, that, and that's how it went, you know what I mean? And I, that's why I love, you know what I mean? Because I speak with him quite a bit now because he's a really, really humble guy. I find that mad how just by putting something up on social media from doing that has ended up small with me. world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah the world getting smaller yeah. all the time, like. Yeah, and he's setting a Guinness World Record when he's doing that as well. So it'll be, you know, I, I think to be honest, give it a couple of months. Once he does that, it'll be all over the yeah, fucking news yeah. and yeah, stuff. To be honest, yeah. it's it's like such an amazing thing, but yeah, oh, <laughs> it's, it's how we goes with it. <laughs> tremendous. So that's where you can get Ryan. Um, obviously, you know you can fucking get us. Big mm-hmm. shout out to the sponsors. Big shout out to Donna Marie Kellen. Happy birthday for yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I'm fucking saying it. It's a week she might get a birthday shag and she's like, oh, exactly. probably going to be off Ryan or not me. Thank you. No, for right, it's a fucking pleasure, mate. Three hours goes like that. You know, we always know when we have fun when we don't look at any fucking notes no, no. and things go three hours. So thank you, right? And we are out here for this week. Peace. Ambition is critical.